crazy times, the world just needs a hero to help cut through all the noise. Well, now you have two. Good evening and good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the 32nd episode of the Heroes of Noise podcast. We like to call this the Father's Day episode. I'm your host, Steve. Happy Father's Day, all you motherfuckers out there. What's happening? My name is Dan. Like literally. <laughs> For sure, right? <laughs> By definition. <laughs> it's the oldest one in the book, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> what happens when you don't take notes freestyle for coming at you today episode 32 we're, we're literally going back to back because they would have just heard us and now they're getting us again I, you know I, I i'm sorry guys that i dropped that a little bit late but i that you waited i'm it's yes. nice to see that you tuned in you know mm-hmm. feedback so that's good at least i know feedback what i'm saying by feedback is that people said hey i heard your show so that's good anyway oh, word yeah really? you know it's just nice to be able to like throw a rock into the pond and hear the you know what I'm saying? Gee, let me tell you something. I was with my uh, brother Michael today. Oh, yeah? How's Michael, he doing? He's doing wonderfully. And he said, so um, no podcast this week, huh? I Ooh. was like, no, it's coming. <laughs> he's like, oh, I was like, it dropped a day around something like that. He's like, oh, okay. Because he's going to work tonight. So he's just like, so no podcast this week, huh? Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, I don't think about those things too, man. I'm sorry. Because we really do try to be consistent with these things. But every once in a while, stuff happens, you know? It's crap. But it's good to know that people are actually saying, Hey, um, it's kind of a thing. So uh, when is that happening? Yeah, uh, TikTok. We need to get this podcast out. Sorry, exactly, Michael. Dude. I'm sorry, man. Mr. How's Bruno. How's your Father's Day, man? How was your Father's Day? My Father's Day has been wonderful. My weekend's been wonderful, man. Uh, what did we do today? Got up in the morning, had a nice breakfast, had a big cup of coffee, and oh. then um, what else did we do? And then I got to chill for a little while because, you know, that's always good. But then we went to the movies with the whole family, went and saw Tag, which was really, really funny. And then uh, just came back and that was it. Yesterday, kind of more the same, just sort of hanging out and being with my family all weekend, which is kind of like this weird rarity these days. When you get, it's hard to get teenagers to do anything with you. So, yes. you know, true. I yes. don't know. Maybe they felt that Father's Day guilt, but there they were. It was awesome. Really That cool. is really, because I, 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 I was wondering, speaking of Tag, yes. first of all, I'm glad you had a good Father's Day. Second of all, when I looked at Tag, the first thing I thought was, oh, this is just going to be a big screen bro fest. And I was like, I don't know if I'm in the mood for a bro fest today. But you're saying, no, it was just really fun. But they made it seem like it's a bro fest. I never really got like um, bro fest from it. But did you know that it's based on a true story? I did hear that. I did hear How that. cool is that, man? I mean, I think that that was one of the most... I'm going to go ahead and say heartwarming things about it. There's something that happens towards the end of the movie where you it sort of takes a directional turn, you know? Yes. I don't really want to say much about that part because even though it's sort of minor, it's it's actually a major thing. But when they then they follow it up with like the footage of the the actual tag games that were happening. Like they filmed a lot of that stuff. Oh, that is awesome, dude. Yeah, man. And it just sort of put a giant smile on my face. That whole movie had me smiling the entire time. See, so that's what, that's I, I can't nice. recommend it enough. Yeah, I can't oh. recommend it enough. You guys got to check this one out. It's really funny. Like, I was, like, in tears at a couple parts. Who are the main stars? Renner, who plays Jerry Pierce. Ed Helms as Hogan. We got uh, Jake Johnson, who plays oh. Randy. Oh, it, let me, Ed Helms, let me give all the names. It's Hogan, <laughs> Hoagie Malloy. Now, Come I don't on. know if these are, like, the real names. 
These are the real names of the guys. That's, That's a the great thing. name, it, though. That is a great name. Hogan Malloy. That is so Hoagie. good. Hoagie. When it's like Hoagie Malloy, that is a strong name. Heard the story of old Hoagie Malloy. Hoagie Malloy. Come on. <laughs> he's, but he's, he looks like the dork, though, in the crew. Well, he always plays that. He's got that thing about him. He's got the Ed. He really he's does. very. He's very Ed Helms in this. So if okay. you don't like okay. Ed Helms, it's not like you're going to see a different Ed Helms this time. But okay. that's not a bad thing. I happen not to at like all. Ed Helms. not at all. Yeah, we got a uh, Jake Johnson, Steve, who plays Randy Chili uh, Ciano. So I'm thinking okay. that these people are. Th- this is their real names. Uh, okay. John Ham's in it. Big John Ham, of course, as Bob Callahan. And then we got uh, Hannibal Burris, man, as a guy, as their buddy Kevin and Sable. They call him Sable in the movie, actually. And it's like they're the perfect cast. But you know who's kind of like one of my favorite people is uh, Isla Fisher's in it, too. She plays. I love Isla Fisher. Yeah, she plays Hogan's wife, man. And she's off the freaking chain in this movie. Like, she's one of those, like, super. Okay, picture Game Night. Remember how competitive they were in Game Night? Mm-hmm. It's on that level, but on a more psychotic level. And it's perfect. She does a really great job in this movie. Stand out for sure. Okay, I know we already talked about Game Night and that I recently saw it, right? But I'll say. I think that I'm going to love Tag, which makes me wonder, is there something that I'm needing that's like that in my life? I'll tell you one thing. I felt like I was missing out on something like okay. that. I, I wish right. I had that. It, you know what, Steve? It made, me, uh, it made me want friends. I should probably get some of those. I don't you know. Prob- I mean, you, you, I think more people... Here's the thing. You're the type of person that has more people wanting to be their friends than you wanting friends. Say people that again. want to be you have more people wanting to be your friend than actually you yourself wanting those friends uh i don't know about that but i i, I kind of see your point i mean i'm yes. just a if you're trying to that's a nice way of saying that i'm a hermit <laughs> really you are a busy is. person that really can't like i mean even we had a friend come into your office and because i had made i had made a joke saying hey we all know you weren't there to see dan when you stopped by it's the like, truth Man. But it's the truth. The next time he went, he genuinely just went there to talk to you and make fun or whatever. But I think you're a personable person who a lot of people would want to be your friend. But they, I think you're such a busy, always doing something person that do you have time for true, hey, not just phone friends, but let's go out for lunch friends. Is that time you have? Negative. Not a bit of it. But that's going to change. <laughs> you. You know, I hate to keep repeating myself, but I got six weeks coming up and it's not like, oh, in the six weeks, it's going to change. But it's a nice like I guess it's a nice period to start things off like that. And I'm trying to like kind of reorganize things. I want to move back down to one job eventually. And I'm really trying to set that foot forward, man, to get going with that. So, I guess to answer your question, dude, I used to be a fun motherfucker. I really did. Honestly, I just don't have the time anymore. My social time outside of just working all the time. Pretty pathetic, huh, everybody? That's why I'm changing it. But here's the thing. Like you did. You were fun and you have receipts from you being fun because you have a book of concerts you went to. You have the receipts of who you used to be. This is true. But does going does concert going necessarily make a person fun? Yes. You think so? The concerts you if I okay, here's the thing. If there's a person that comes up, he's like, I'm a fun individual, I'm like, oh really? Yeah, I used to go see concerts, and he shows me concerts of not being cold blooded, but he was like, I went to go see this classical pianist in this opera. I'd be like that's cool, and I guess that's technically a social event, but it would be different from me to, if, if someone was like, I, oh, man, I'm really a fun person. I'm like, oh, okay, and I look through a book of theirs, and they're like, Prince concert, 
Metallica, Michael Jackson, Billy Joel. That's more of a like, oh, he's like a fun person. He's I wish I would have seen person. Michael Jackson. I, but you're a fun, like you're a person that likes fun. You just don't have time to have fun. I like it. It's like this, dude. You ever seen somebody, I'm not trying to be stupid, but like, have you ever seen somebody that's overweight and you can kind of see the skinny person in them still? Oh, for sure. That's how I feel. <laughs> I feel like I feel like I'm 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 bloated with work, but you can still sort of see the fun dude in there somewhere. Oh, there's no you are a like when you're at work, you're fun. But when you're when you clock out, like you have a life that you're like, look, I have a billion things happening in my life. A billion, dude. You can't fit fun in there. Yeah, I think that's my own fault though. You know what yeah. I mean? I think people sort of make their own destinies that way. And for sure, that's something that I kind of got caught up in. And like I said, stay tuned. It's going to change. You mark my word. Well, I know that you were saying, I don't know how much information you want to put out there, but you were planning a vacation. Like you want to go on a vacation. Have I'm going to. Your goal. Oh, so this is, I'm saying hypothetically, going to happen, but what is your dream? What is the vacation that in a perfect world, same Dan, alternate universe, you had endless means for yourself, where would you take your family for vacation? Not where you're going to take them, but you're like, in a perfect world, this is where I take them. Perfect world. Like if I could just plan our dream vacation right now. For I a think... week, but only a week though. Oh, just a week. Oh, okay. Yes. Um, Anywhere though. The thing though, because if you start going too far, then you're going to be yes. like, oh, we could have seen that, but now we can't exactly. because we've only got exactly. a week. So you kind of have to dial it back a little bit. I don't think that you can really plan the vacation, the dream vacation as your, I think you call it a dream but vacation. I think, but I think you can, a week. like a week long dream vacation can happen. Cause you're like, look, the, the thing in my brain is if I say, what's my dream week vacation, that almost puts that dream in reality. Cause it can't be too far and too crazy. So that means it's in a budget because for a week, it can't be too crazy. So if I, if I actually isolate, that's my dream vacation for a week, then I have to think, well, why can't I do that? Because wherever it is can't be too far. Why am yeah. I not going there? So what is your week vacation? Dream for your family. Because in a week you could do amazing things and come back and be like, wow, that was freaking fun. Hmm. Well, I would like to go back to Hawaii again. Hawaii is the, it's kind of like my Perfect. recharge zone. You know what I mean? Yep. And there's yep. still so much to do there. I love going to Maui and I haven't been there for shit. Gosh. Shit and gosh, those two go together. Uh, like probably, <laughs> shit, golly. Uh, uh, it's been like almost 20. Well, no, I'll tell you what. It's been 21 years, man. I know that for a fact because oh, yeah. I celebrated my 21st anniversary. This last week. Oh, thank that you is much. freaking awesome, dude. Yeah. So it's been a long time, man. Maybe it's changed. It's probably not the best time to be going to Hawaii with like, you know, mountains exploding and everything. But, other um, than that, yes. I, other that was than what that. I thought, yes. But also, you, look, that's a perfect vacation because... Most of the people I talk to, as much as I hear my friends that live there saying, oh, you got to come for two weeks in order to really enjoy it. All my friends that go there for a vacation, they only stay seven days. Whoa, and whoa, they come whoa. right back. Whoa, 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 whoa. So you have friends that live in Hawaii. I do. I do. I have Which, a, a five or six of them. Okay. Yet you haven't been to Hawaii. Uh-uh. Why? You know what's funny? Let me tell you why. And I'm just, <laughs> just going to – I have to be real. Look, um – I don't like staying at people's houses. You know that. You That's don't like coming to happen. people's houses either. The, okay, here's I'm sorry. Thing. Another story. I'm sorry. Okay, I, okay. I cut you off. I was about, Bora. I was about. You were ready. I saw you. I saw you but, cocking um, back. 
here here's the thing I, I i don't like staying at people's houses and normally if i go on a vacation it's to it's to uh um i don't want to entertain and if i have to do the steve thing i feel like i have to tap like i kind of have to be like what's up man good to see you what's going on with it all oh, you to do like that thing but if i don't really meet up with people i could just decompress out there because if you haven't seen somebody in a long time you're like stay there for three hours and you're like anyway i'm out they're gonna be like wait a minute you came all the way here you're gonna you can't just leave right you know what i'm saying yeah so, you, so you feel like you have to be on is what you're saying yes you have to turn it on for me i just want to go out there and i'm gonna go and you know we talked to i talked to you know a buddy at work and he's like well if you want to be a, a, away from people if that's really what you want this is where you go and so that's what i'm probably going to do and i'm not going to do any sightseeing this when i go to hawaii it's not going to be a sightseeing trip it's going to be a I'm sitting on the beach pondering life trips. Skip the site. I'll do the sightseeing next time. That day, that time is me swimming and just thinking about what do I want? What is what is the next phase of my life now? That's real. I can dig that, but I have a feeling you would be trapped into sightseeing. It's just so beautiful there, man. I heard it's really and but you I think for you, like seven days, that is actually A, a doable vacation and totally. B, a perfect amount of time. I was a little bummed out. We were, I, cause I woke up with like shooting off like a rocket, dude. I was ready. I was yes. like, I'm going to go, I'm going to take my family on a cruise. I got I six weeks you off. Were, you came in that night ready to like rock. jazzed, right? Yes. I was ready to rock, but Mr. Ignorant didn't really realize that it's, um, that's see that I am ignorant to travel and cruises yeah. especially. And they only go like, it's not like it's just running all the time. I figured that's just how it worked. Go up and there's all not show up. Of course you got to make your trip, but that they were just kind of always running this one particular trip that I was trying to do. In my brain, it does sound like that. In my right? Brain, you would think that like it would that. make... Exactly. Yeah. Not not the case. So okay. I'm sort of missing that whole thing. So I, what went from being like, oh, I'm going to like, you know, I'm going to spend some money and do it right. Yes. I think we're just going to dial it back. And we're still going to do something together as a family because it's long overdue. But I think we're still going to be in like the California area. Now, what's making you stop the whole Hawaii possibility? Just not enough time. Not it's not planned, right? It's it's the peak hours. Excuse me, the peak uh, period. You know what I'm saying? I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, summertime in Hawaii, dude. That's that's where it's at. Everyone's on vacation. They want to go to Hawaii. So of course, and Hawaii's like crazy expensive. So to me, it just seems smart to like plan for that one. That's real. That's real. You know, sometimes rushing things can actually be worse because you, you know, you don't have a lot of time to think about it. You're just grabbing at things, and and it works. Some t- some people they operate more spontaneously that way, yes. and it works. Yes but not so much with me. And then the other thing too, is I don't know what's going to be happening with my shoulder. What, you know, Oh, that's true. Like a pessimist, but what if it doesn't go so well and I'm going to need more recovery time? No, you'll you'll be fine. I'm sure I will. Last time it went well too. It just, whatever happened, happened, but it really actually, you woke up, you were fine. You just knew that you had to recover. Yeah. It'll be the same. I just don't want to be recovering. I don't know. You know, you just have to be careful. I feel you. I feel you. Now, have you thought of, have you been to solving? Oh, you love solving, huh? You know, I was actually thinking, it's funny. Uh, yes, I have. But I was oh, talking I about going to Santa Barbara. Things out and, you know, mm-hmm. hang out. And the way that we went last time. I don't know if you have to go that way, but I've only been to Santa Barbara from like the San Luis Obispo area. That's the area. only way I know to go. Okay, so then. San Luis, yeah. Right. So I've, I've taken the drive before. And I'm thinking if we do go to Santa Barbara, we'll probably end up, you know, stopping there, hanging out. Buying some candy, looking around oh, all them, come on. those cute little, those quaint little shops that they have there yes, that you love dude. so much. You know what's funny? If you go, you got to let me know just because. 
Oh, of course. I'll be I taking might, pictures. I might be like, if, I, if it's on the right day, I might be like, let me take a day trip. That would be cool. Folks. Yeah, that would like be a lot of fun. Over in Solvang. Why not? What you got to do? Exactly. And I could I could literally just say, hey, um, tell my boss, hey, can I have, it's weird, but can I have tomorrow off? I guarantee she, if they'll be like, well, if no one else is off, have a ball. I'll just, I'll just drive out there and be like, hey, let me meet up Dan at Solvang. Okay, so now I got to ask, what when did this fascination with Solvang happen? Like, what what is it that draws you? I'm not knocking the town or anything. I, I don't know a whole lot about it. Like I said, I've only been there one time. But what is it that, like, draws you to it? it it's going to sound so corny and heartwarming. Um, <laughs> it was a place that my mother took me to see plays when I was a little kid. That's dope. Ain't nothing so wrong with ever that. Ever since then, it, when I go there... It pulls me back to that time being like, out in this town, nothing matters. You're a child again. Just let it. It's my Disneyland. Really? Go in there, you leave, and I'm like, I spent $400, but it doesn't count because it was solving. What are you buying and solving? Books, um, like little, uh, that's like the only places I'll buy, like, you know, a glass blown, whatever the deuce. And I'll just get that joint and I'll be like, yeah, that and I'll get this. And that's the only place I walk up to like people that work in the stores and be like, hey, how's your day? What have you have you seen it? How you know, how's like I'll talk to them like I'm right back being a kid. Hey, would you like a cinnamon roll? There is no no. Yes, I would. Making them now. Great. I'll wait. You know, that that thing. <laughs> in like this guy's adorable, like, man. I'll, I'll sit in a used bookstore and just buy books i'm not even having read the first page i'll be like i'll get that one and that one looks cool and this one and that one and it's just when i leave there i'm like oh i just felt like something i left a lot of drama in that town that now has to die there and i get Hmm. to leave interesting when's the last time you went back Uh, about a year and a half ago and was it that same kind of experience for you good for you man that's great i went alone yeah i went alone and just walk the wonderful uh, spaces. And um, and the funny thing is, I don't know where we saw that play. And my mom was even like, I don't remember where that was. But it was there. We just don't know where. And I'm like, maybe one day I'll accidentally run into the theater and be like, oh, that's where we saw it. Because it was, it was Joseph in the Technicolor Blue. Uh, Technicolor. Dreamcoat. Dreamcoat. Yes. That's what we saw there. And I'm like, oh, that was the last play we saw. And I'll always remember that. But I love Saw. And then that's why I love, like, Sideways is one of my favorite movies of all time because it was there. I see it there. Sideways was was done in Solving? In Buellton, that that little city before Saw. So when they go through Solving, you see Solving. And then Buellton's that little uh, town right there. Oh, okay. So it's it's been it a long happened. time since I've seen Sideways, man. As a matter of fact, I think movie. I've seen it like I think I've seen it once, maybe twice. Oh, but damn. but when it came out, though, you know what I mean. So it has. There's been some time. I think I, that's what made me start loving Thomas Hayden Church, and he's that guy in every movie, and I'm okay with that. He plays himself. He's like Tom Hanks. He plays him in every movie. I always liked him in Wings. That's when I first got my first. Uh, that's right. He my first fill at Thomas Hayden Church. He was awesome. You know what? He was he was that guy and another dude. Remember Coach? With um uh oh god. Mr. <laughs> Mr. Incredible. It sounded like you were about to say his name too. Well who? It's driving me crazy. It's from the the guy the dad from the Incredibles. <laughs> What's his name? Uh Craig T. Nelson. There it is. Now, you remember his big dumb friend? 
is also another Thomas Hayden Church character. Like that's another one of him where it's just like, oh, that guy was in a, a few shows, that character. He wasn't dumb. The guy, Thomas Hayden Church, I don't think he was dumb in Wings, but he was that oaf, that big kind of lumbering oaf, just like dude from, um, uh, you're talking about Jerry Van Dyke. There we, is that his name? The oaf? I haven't seen Coach in a million years, but those are the two. Those were like the main stars. The older guy, right? No, I was. He was like a big oaf on. Is it Wings? Coach. Well, you got me confused now. You know, I'm about to tell you who it is. Are you oh, talking Wings or are you talking Coach? No, no, no. It's him. It's him. I just got to find out his name. I, I see the picture of him right now. And when I say his name, you're going to be like, oh, yeah. Um, His name is Bill Fager. Okay. Yeah. Fager Bakke. Is it Fager Bakke? I didn't know he was. Um, He's the SpongeBob. He's um. He's SpongeBob's Come partner. Come on. Come on. He's SpongeBob. Oh, what's SpongeBob's name? Um. People are screaming it. It's Patrick Starfish. Patrick, jeez. I didn't know he was Patrick's voice. Neither did I. It's amazing <laughs> what we learned from IMDb, right? But yeah, that guy was the oaf. Like he was that oaf character, just like from Everyone's Loves Raymond. His, that big lumbering guy, that was the oaf there. Like, different TV shows had the oaf. I don't think we have oafs anymore. Oh, believe me, we have oafs. Who, and what TV show has an oaf? Oh, and TV shows. Because TV shows used to have oafs. We don't have them anymore. The dumb sidekick guy? Yes, the big lumbering dude. We don't oh, have... That, you mean uh, like that was their characteristic? They were just a big yes, dumb guy? Yes, they were just a big oaf. We don't have oafs anymore. <laughs> I don't know. The last oaf was Everybody Loves Raymond, that tall guy that talks like... That's the last oaf we had. His brother? Mm-hmm. Maybe. I, I never really thought of him as an oaf, though, Steve. It's pretty... No? Pretty judgmental of you, he really. He was kind of a big oaf. It. They purposely... I guarantee... Not guarantee, but I, I'm sure that when they wrote the character, they were like, big oaf type. <laughs> Casting for a big dumb son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, you don't think it, so. You, was he smart on everyone's love, Raymond? Was he a smart guy? You know what? You would have to ask my grandparents. I'm not being a smart ass. I didn't watch that show, but that's all my grandparents talked about. Was everyone loves everybody loves Raymond? Gee, that, let me tell you that, that was their week. I don't want to get sentimental, so I won't. Never mind. Never mind, dude. Never freaking mind. Here's what I'll say. I'll, oh, no, 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 no. Let's backpedal. Let's backpedal. No, no, it, Let's no, Barbara Walters Steve, everybody. What's yes, going but on? it's not for me. I just, because I was going to bring up a movie I recently rewatched and I didn't want to get all sentimental with it. But I think you'll know where I'm going. Okay. I rewatched Friday. Oh, you, nah, you're good. You're good. Am I good? Yeah. And good. I watched the movie literally barreled over. I said, this movie is even funnier than when I first saw it and watched it all through my teen years. It is a fantastically funny movie. And then you gave me some information that kind of correlates with Father's Day. Yeah, what he's talking about, it's it's cool, totally fine. Okay, like I'm, all right, good, all right. Steve's trying to keep me from uh, balling up, I think, just because uh, my, I, I told him the other night that my that was my dad's favorite movie. Like, he could recite Friday, which is that pretty is cool. So That's your old man. <laughs> it's pretty cool that my old man could do that. But, yeah, he loved Friday. Oh, that is so – you don't understand how baffled I was in the car on the way home. Were you texting me in the car? Oh, uh, yeah, I was, on the, I was in the car. 
Man, you got to stop doing that. I That's really bad do. news. I know. But Mr. That Mr. Was I got in an accident. But that was such a big thing that I was just like, shut up. That is insane to me. And so that just shows how cool your dad was, man. He was. He really was a cool guy. But yeah, we used to watch that movie all the time. Like him, like him. You'd oh, like I love Friday. We had oh, a movie yeah. though. My like my dad and I had a movie that we watched all the time, which we I talk about it all the time, of course. Which is the jerk. That was our movie. Oh, yes. That movie. We are going to do a dedicated jerk episode, ladies and gentlemen. Man, a I'd get dedicated. down right now. I'm always down to talk about the jerk. It is such. I'll go a little bit because we're not going to go all the way because I want a free three hours. Oh shit! It is such a. Perfect movie. A perfect movie for now. Because he is a person that never said no to anything and it worked out for him. You never, like, especially for me, he never closed off opportunities. Someone was like, would you like to do this? Yeah. Would you like to do that? Of course. This is great. Like it. Never, yeah, I, I love, love it. it. Exactly. <laughs> he will just do it. And he would take every opportunity. And when it goes bad, he never took it. He always took it in stride except one time. One really bad hit he took. But other than that, that whole movie is about take a chance on life. Say yes to things that you would normally say no to. And see what happens, man. Just see. You know what, dude? I've told you this before, too. But just so you guys understand, the listeners who I'm talking to, this movie is so... Like, I don't know what it is. To me, it's a perfect movie. It is. There, there are better movies. There are, you know what I'm saying? Like, there are movies yeah. that, are, that are, I don't know. Can I, can I say that they're better written? Sure, I can. But to me, I don't think there's another movie. I would, if I had to watch one movie for the rest of my life, it would be The Jerk. The Jerk is, The Jerk is, um, again, I think we're both kind of there because my mom and I, we quote The Jerk together. No one else does it because we watched it together. So we can quote The Jerk. So it's a special movie. I can't even, when someone was like, okay, aside from the sentimental value of it, and I can't separate it. I don't know if it's a good movie because it's so entrenched in my brain that it only is a good movie. So I don't know if it's a good movie because in my brain, I'm like, hey, no, it's great. It's perfect. There's nothing wrong with this movie. Turn people onto it like every chance I get. So if you guys don't know what we're talking about, and I'm sure most of you do, but if you guys, you got to watch this movie. Oh, dude. I don't think I will ever recommend a movie more than this movie. Whether you end up liking the movie as much as I do, because, you know, I I have sentimental, I'm invested in this movie sentimentally. But it's a 1979 comedy starring Steve Martin, Bernadette Peters, Jackie Mason. It is a perfect movie. It's so, and there's a part that actually hit me a different way when I watched it recently is, um, I don't want to ruin it because we are going to talk about it, but... There's a part where there's a sniper gunning for Steve Martin. Yeah. And Steve Martin is so, well, he comes to the conclusion that, oh, the sniper, he's missing him. (laughs) And and he keeps hitting, hitting these cans. And he comes to the conclusion, oh, he hates these cans. Not because he's dumb, but because he has such an amazing outlook on the world that he couldn't imagine someone was trying to kill him. And I'm like, I wouldn't have thought I, t- I didn't take it from it when I was a kid. I didn't take it that from that part. I just thought it was hilarious, but I'm like, he's so open to what a wonderful world it is that he couldn't imagine someone's trying to kill him. 
You know, that's really it. Like a lot of people could think that Steve Martin or Navin R. Johnson, as his character yes. is called in the movie, is just a moron or a jerk or whatever. You know, that he calls yeah. himself the jerk, but he's really not a stupid person. He's just like, um, it's like he'd been secluded his whole life. Yes. And some, like, someone just turned on a light and he just realized that there was life to live. If yes. people just look at that movie on the, on the surface of it and just watch it, oh, he's being, being silly. You know what I mean? He's just, a, mm-hmm. he's just a dumb guy that's like oafing through life. But no, he's like, um, he's like a little kid. And that's he's it. just soaking it all in. It does it, you know, comedically, of course. And, you it's know, special. he gets it's himself special. into some, he gets it. But think about it. Like the, the level of success that he got just on this freak invention that he made. Yeah. Though, you know, things go awry later on. I, I don't know, man. I, it's really hard for me to like, try to like tone back talking about this movie. Cause I can well, literally, yeah. I can quote this movie. Matter of fact, just yesterday we were, we were driving back from, we, we did our father's day dinner yes. early yesterday, just because we had like this idea that no one is hip to that. Of course, everyone's mm-hmm. hip to that. So we were like waiting in line for, you know, an hour just to get something to eat. But after, but you know, met with the family, everyone got together, which is always nice. And we're driving back home. And just for whatever reason, the jerk's been, I've been talking about the jerk all weekend. I, I mm-hmm. watched, I watched a little bit during some slow time at work on Friday. Just came up again in conversation, but we're just sitting there. My son, my whole family's into this movie. My daughter, not so much. I'm trying to get her there because you know how, like sometimes when you're younger, a lot of the jokes just sort of fly over your head. Yes. Past that point. But I just need to like get her tuned back into it. Maybe I won't. I don't know. I can't, you, just can't, you can't force someone to like a movie. But anyway, we were just sitting there and we were like just quoting the movie. The whole family's quoting the movie as we're driving home. That's they how They all speci- know the movie that much? Uh, yeah. I mean, like Gail can't do it really. She can't quote it, but she knows yeah. all the parts that I'm talking about. But I can just go back and forth with Ben. Yeah. No freaking way. Yeah. He's, you know, he's not that as psycho about so it as cool. I am. so cool. There are two movies that, okay, I have to admit, The Jerk probably a little bit less. But the other movie that I can do this, and I'm talking to the sound effect, to the move, to like the the soundtrack, everything, dude. Enter the Dragon. I can freaking do that movie by heart. Queen of it, everything. I can just recite that movie. It's crazy. Well, see, I think my friend of mine, uh, my boy Melvin, we used to quote, and I don't know if it's Enter the Dragon, but I think it is because that's the only movie we used to watch fairly consistently. And we only quoted one line from it, though. Was ever just like, uh, and when so whenever we heard say, if we, whenever we heard someone was like, "Oh my goodness, look at that," we would always say, "No, don't look at that," and we both say, "Look at the sky and all those heavenly glory." And don't everybody think, like, "What the feel?" <laughs> <We're> like, <laughs> it's like a finger pointing its way to the moon. <laughs> don't concentrate on the finger, or you will miss all that heavenly glory. <laughs> Do you understand? And then he looks at me and so says, it yes. Was entered, it was into the dragon. Yeah. And then he bows. I just got to finish that. He bows at him. And he goes, never take your eyes off your opponent, even when you bow. God that damn, is, I love that movie, that's man. That's really good, actually. And you know what's <laughs> funny? You know, okay. <laughs> I can't, because I lost, I mean, part of that black card is gone for me. But like that, a lot of black folks can do, um, can do, uh, um, oh come on, Dan! My black part, my black card should be taken away. I went blank, or I'm just tired. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and say tired, man. Come on, what's the the black entered the dragon? Oh, you're talking about the last dragon. Yes, Which a lot is of not, my friends. It's not my, the a lot black of my friends. It kind of is. It totally is the black because that's what they were trying to do. I see what you're saying. Yeah, they were trying to do that, and a lot of my friends can quote that like nothing. I can't. I can quote show enough. 
but I thought he was the one I was supposed to be quoting. Everybody else can quote everybody else. You've seen my show enough shirt, haven't you? The one you bought at Comic-Con. Yeah, WonderCon, yeah. I love oh, that it shirt so much. Yeah, it was Wonder Wonder. You know, it's funny. I, I, Whenever you tell me about whenever we say WonderCon, I get a bad feeling because of the situation around WonderCon. You didn't come back happy. I remember that. Nah, I was fine. It was Yeah, it was you, were, you were good. Yeah, I had a but, good time. But I think with Enter the Dragon, I'm going to watch that again, too, because I know I watched it a grip at a certain time, but none of the quotes stayed with me except that one. But I do want to check it out again because maybe I'll even like it more now than I did then. Maybe. Because I loved Bruce Lee flicks. I mean, we all went through our our kung fu and our karate time. But I want to actually watch it again. And now, who all does he fight in that? I know it's Chuck Norris. That's, is that Kareem? Chuck Norris is in that movie. No, you're thinking of um, uh, The Game of Death, I believe is the one you're thinking of. Jesus. Kareem's in The Game of Death. But... There's Jim Kelly is who you're thinking. Jim Kelly. There Jim Kelly go. plays Williams. Man, you straight up come straight out of comic book. Right? Yeah. Bullshit, Mr. Handman. So Man, you come straight out of comic book. <laughs> and I was going to ask you to join us. Yeah, I you know I got to meet him, man. I have a picture and he wrote that on my I, I was at the first Comic Con I ever went to. And uh, I met Jim Kelly. I actually because he was like doing you know, he had to pay. I think I paid like I don't know. It wouldn't matter. I would have spent a hundred bucks to meet Jim Kelly, dude. And I spent $25 and got an autograph and a picture of him. But it, the only thing is that should sound awesome. Like a picture with him. Cause yes. he's like, but they posed me. That's what sucked. Cause I wanted they to do the, posed you? do you? Yeah. Do you remember? He had like a handler, but do you remember? Uh, and rest in peace, Jim Kelly. Cause the, the man was awesome. Do you remember that pose they would do? You can't see this folks, but Steve's looking at me with the hands. Remember like, yes. every time they square up? Yeah. I was trying to do that. I want to do it. Like we were just getting ready to get down. But they made they posed me in the most like, hi, I'm a white belt, and this is my first day. <laughs> it's fucked up, dude. I'll have to show you the picture because like it, it should have been a good shot. You know what I mean? But, but maybe I'm, like, I'm literally something... I'm literally like this. I have my left hand like back like this, and I'm going like all straight out. It just looks so lame. It well, looks see, so maybe lame. it's a serious thing though. Maybe in the that culture, maybe that pose is something you take seriously. I don't know. No. But that's weird. I took Shotokan karate. That was just a straight up first day. I'm going to teach you how to punt. Yeah, it was kind of stupid. I mean, that's the only thing. But I have actually bought a glossy, and it's of him, John Saxon, and Bruce Lee getting off the boat when they're getting to Hans Island. And then he wrote, it just says, Dan, you you uh, you come straight out of a comic book, is what it says. No, it did not. I swear, I could probably as your yeah, I can probably yeah. We'll keep keep talking, and we'll I'll try and pull it up. Is he a big fella? Yeah, fairly tall. I'll try and find that dumbass picture I took too. It's on. Oh, please do because (laughs) you also have a random picture with Christian Slater. That was a very like celebrity filled weekend for me. Was that the same weekend I met Christian Slater, and I also met John Favreau that weekend too. Also, Kevin Smith, right? Not at that one. No. Oh. No, and and again, Kevin Smith was just more of a passing by kind of a thing. I got to talk with Ralph Garman though. Is is he nice? Yeah, he was really cool. I like I saw him checking in to the hotel and uh, me and my buddy were like really my buddy Mike we were really into like Hollywood Babylon at the time and uh, Mike couldn't make it and I who's checking into the hotel but Ralph Garman so we got on the same elevator together and when he got off I'm like hey man I said I'm not trying to bug you you know I, I can see you're just checking into the place but my buddy couldn't make it He's a huge fan. I'm a huge fan. Can we take a picture? So he he took a picture with me. Yeah. Like no problem. He was like no problem. He was super nice. Super nice. 
I think the longest conversation, like I, I think I told you, the longest conversation I've ever had with a quote unquote celebrity was uh, I had like a seven minute, eight minute conversation with Lorenz Tate. And that was the longest I ever had. That's a long conversation right there. It is a fairly long conversation. How did yeah. this come about? Because uh, I was a seat filler and they said, we oh, can't yeah, talk that's to, right. Yeah, we couldn't talk to anybody. But I was like, I have to say something to O-Dog. I'm not going to let O-Dog leave this arena without me saying something to him. Just talk about dead presidents. Oh, my goodness, man. We talked about, no, he told, we literally, I was talking about how much I loved his stuff. He's like, what was your favorite movie? And uh, I said at the time, I was like, well, I mean, the most, the most serious one is, you know, Minister Society is that one. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's the one. But he was like, I have a movie coming out with Kevin Costner that I think is going to really be the one for me. I was like, really? And so when I saw the movie later on, I was like, mom, that's the one he was talking about. He told me about that movie, you know, and he was really excited about the postman. Like he really thought that was the movie that was going to do it. Ah, uh, poor Lorenz Tate. <laughs> that sucks, man. And it should have though. Kevin Costner was on his bag then. So it should have been the one. I like the postman though. And maybe it's because of that though. I like, you know, it. he's just, I mean, not always like, I'm not trying to discredit his acting, but Lorenz Tate's always going to be old dogs for me. He can come out oh. in a million things, but it's always yes. going to be O-Dog. Here's oh, that picture. Yeah. Okay, let me see. Oh, damn. Can you see it? A little, put it a little bit closer. Way closer. There we go. Now lift it up. Oh, my goodness, Dan, man. You come right out of a comic book. <laughs> How dope Ellie. is that? Holy. I love it, man. Oh, here's the extra picture, too. So, again, I did not choose to make this freaking pose. I wouldn't have done it, bro. Are you saying Dan Dan like it's dumb? <laughs> they fucking posed me like that. I was like, this is lame. You can even see the look on my face. Like, this is lame. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> you gotta be. You gotta put that on Twitter, dog. No, because I'll get I'll get <laughs> oh I'll get destroyed. It's lame. I'm telling you it is. At least I'm like able to laugh that about is it. Now, but what you were touching his hand though, huh? Uh no, he was like blocking. You know, because I was looking so oh. ferocious in that shot, Steve. That he was blocking my fury. That's oh, I, I thought you. It looked like his hand was touching yours, though. It wasn't touching your hand. Uh, it looked like it. Hold on. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was actually. How dope yeah. is that? You Black belt him. Jones. He dude. He's Jim Kelly. Come on, he, dog. He said, "Get." He asked me too. He's like, "What do you want me to put on here?" He's like, "Do you have a certain quote?" And I chose that quote. But um, I was like, "Hmm," and I was thinking about like. The ghettos are the same all over the world. They stink. That was <laughs> when you said, man, you come right out of a comic book, what did he say? Oh, he's like, that's a great one. He was really happy to do that one. He said a lot. Oddly enough, he told me that people didn't really ask for that one a lot. But it's oh, like, that's, that's the line, right? I don't know. That's he's crazy. probably bullshit. And a lot of people he got, got my 25 that bucks. Line. That line was repopularized when um, Martin said it on Martin. They did oh, that really? whole quote, yeah. And everybody's like, where'd that come from? You know what, Steve? I've learned something about you. And I've learned something about me. You know how like when you, you've had dogs before, right? I have. So you know how like if they pee in the house or they chewed up something and they they know your tone, like, you know, they can be like, did you do this or whatever? Yes. And they'll, they'll like kind of, they'll look yes. guilty. Yes. That's how you make me feel when you go, Dan, <laughs> Dan. <laughs> 
you, you even do it in in text. I <laughs> just like I feel like such a piece of shit. I right know. <laughs> yeah, I would put like a Dan in three periods. Yeah, that's rough, man. No, but I know. I was is, so I was so disappointed about that. Shit. And I in retrospect, I would have I should have asked him again. But he had like I said, he had a handler. You know what I'm saying? Like it was someone that literally here do this kind of thing. So I don't that, know if was he that popular at the con? No, that's the thing. I, I mean, <laughs> I maybe one person, maybe one person was was uh, was ahead of me. But and you know who was right next to him, which was crazy. And I, and I met him, but it just didn't look the same. Do you remember Ohara? Ohara, and he had the big nope. scar. Mm-mm. Trying to think what oh he was the guy in um in Enter the Dragon where he uh he was like he was Hans Henchman he was the white dude. Let me see what's his name. Oh God, what is his name? He was O'Hara? never I, I know him as O'Hara, yeah, but I, I can't ever. Oh God, what is his name? I should know there that. There it is. Okay. And in the movie, you know, granted it it was done in like the seventies, seventy three to be precise. You met him. Oh, well, uh, yeah, his that name. Dude, he looks like like. Yeah, I would have never remembered him. Bob Wall. Wow. So now when he didn't look the same, he did not look the same. What did he look like? Oh, dude, I, I feel bad for saying so, but I'm just—I'm not talking smack. I'm just telling you the truth. He you had know. the worst hair plugs I have ever seen. Like, like they were bad. Like, dude, why you even don't even bother with the hair plugs? It was—it was really bad, and I just sort really? of felt bad. Yeah, because when you go to this autograph alley, as they were calling it. You, you see the people that are just there all the time. Like, I don't know if Jim Kelly gets that much or got that much business. You know what I mean? But <laughs> you would see like Lou Ferrigno chilling, just looking all pissed off at everybody. Shut he, up. Oh, yeah. Lou Ferrigno, the dude that plays. It's always the same people. Um, let's see. There was Lou Ferrigno. And then there was uh, the dude that plays the soup Nazi. And then there's the chick that plays Uhura on Star Trek. She's always there. And then there's always like that one guy that's like, I was that lizard guy on this one episode of Star Trek. You know, it's just, it's those kind of people is what I'm getting. Wait at. a minute. You got to see, did you get to see, um, what you call it? Did you get to see, um, what's his name? Lou Ferrigno? Who? Yes. I didn't pay to see him. He was actually kind of rude. Because I was a rookie with WonderCon. I hadn't really, that was the very first con experience that I've had. And, you know, I'm just walking around. This was what, 20, 2010, maybe? Something like that. Maybe even before that. It was when WonderCon was in San Francisco. Not that it matters. So I'm like, hey, man, can I get a picture with you? And he's like, you're going to pay me some money to do so? Like, he was not. Are you sorry. kidding me? <laughs> I'm glad I didn't go too, more, too much stronger with the deaf. <laughs> oh, God. I'm going to hell, everybody. I'm sorry. Hey, can you see me, dog? No, I can't see you. I'm trying to redo my, um, like, it all of a sudden cut out, and I can't put the, the thing on. It's all right, man. I can hear your tones. Hold on. You're starting to like this Skype thing, huh? Yeah, because now I got to get back. Like, I really, if I don't see you, then it's all weird now. Man, I told you. See, now you got, now I'm complex. I told you it was a cheesy pose. And then I show you the cheesy pose and you got to hit me with a Dan shame. Dan. Dan. <laughs> Dan. <laughs> <laughs> Gee, I just let you know that joke was ill. <laughs> it really Here's was. The thing. Okay, dude. I, <laughs> Gee, come on. I got to see you. You can't see me. I can't see you. No, I thought you can't see me. I can't see you, but can you see me? I can see you. Then that's cool. We're good. But you can't see me, though. That's okay. <laughs> You're going to be all distracted now? Yes, G. 
I want you, okay, but anyway, okay. So you said you did meet Lou Ferrigno. If you want to count me asking him to take a picture and then him telling me no unless I paid him, yes, I met Lou Ferrigno. How big is that cat? And then, and then, but then he was there. Like, I think I went to like the next three cons back to back and he was always there. So I always just made sure to take a selfie of, not a selfie, but like a, I'd always snap a picture of him as I was walking by just on principle because he was kind of rude. I mean, not like, hey, fucker, right in his face, but it was just a little like satisfaction thing for me. A little dig. You know what I mean? A little (laughs) win. (laughs) That's awesome though, D. Getting over on the Incredible Hulk. Is he as big as he looks on TV? Yeah, he's still a pretty big dude. I wouldn't jack with him. He's a big guy. Did you? How much do you think it would have cost to actually take a picture? I would probably say around fifty bucks, something like that. That's not that bad for a loop. No, no. I mean, I just probably wouldn't opposed you. I man, come on. (laughs) 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 Why I got to bring up old shit? You know what? That picture has been on my Facebook account for years. I'm going to take it down now. I'm all heartbroken about it. That is, bro, you got to admit, that is kind of funny. It is funny. It's hilarious. That's why I told you. But it was just like, oh, this is amazing. I'm going to take this picture. I even got my uncle because my uncle was the one that turned me on to Enter the Dragon. He and I would just sit there and watch this movie over and over again. That's how I memorized it. So I got him a shot, and I'm thinking, oh, I'm going to show this picture to my uncle. He's going to be all jealous. I never showed that picture to my uncle, man, because <laughs> my uncle knew how to do karate, and I did oh, as well, did. somewhat. You know what I mean? I, I took martial arts, and trust me, like I said, I'm like, why are you putting me in this? I didn't, I didn't even argue because it was just like I've never had an experience like this before. I'm at a con. I don't want to be faux pawing or anything like that. Maybe that's just how he does it, but I really, really wanted to do the thing like where they touch their hands together like right before we were going to fight. Didn't happen, man, and now he's Dang. gone. How how long ago do you know what how he died? Was it because he wasn't old? Um, I think it was just old age. Was he that old? Like natural, not old age, but like natural causes. Okay, now here's what here's a good question. Out of all the celebrities you've met, which one meant the most to you? Like, oh, he died at was- he died at sixty seven, bro, and he was it was the year so twenty ten. He died three years after I met him. That's what it was. So I'm sorry, you were saying? No, I was saying, what are the most, out of all the celebrities you've met, what is the most important one that need the, meant the most to you? Hmm. I could tell you the one where I was the most starstruck, where oh, I just, boy. I could, I literally couldn't say anything. Okay. So I didn't even technically, we had an eye contact, like, <laughs> I'll explain it. I went to a concert, a gig, if you will. It wasn't even like a full-on concert. It was this club called the Omni in Oakland. And this was a million years ago, probably like 90... I don't know. The early 90s, 91, 92. Mm-hmm. And I went to go see this metal band called Sepultura. And it was a big thing because Bay Area thrash was huge back then. And um, like Metallica was huge too, but they were still able to like go out in public. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I, I was just going to get a drink at this bar. I had a fake ID and I was going to get a drink at this bar. And my friends were all with me. And I just sort of stopped dead in my tracks. And I just kind of like hit my hit my buddy on the chest, like look, 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 because it was uh, James Hetfield from Metallica. Oh and, my god! And at that time, there was no cooler human on the planet to me than James Hetfield from Metallica. And we're talking, you know, good James, not the yeah, yeah, yeah James. I'm talking like Master of Puppets, <laughs> You're James. So cold-blooded. I'm just saying. I that's, love that stuff. Well, no, yeah. I'm, all I'm saying is that it was the James that I used to see, okay. like head banging on stage, and the mm-hmm. guy that I kind of wanted to be. You know what I mean? But I was so fucking starstruck. I just like, I just stood there. I didn't know what to do. And I was like staring at him and he like, I saw him, you know how like 
you're talking to someone, you're having a conversation with somebody, but out of your peripheral, you can kind of see something. So he like glanced over once and then he like kept talking to his buddy. And then he did the whole, like, I'm going to stop mid sentence and side eye. So he like turned to me, like side eyed me and looked at me and he basically with his hands did the what position. And I was, and yeah. I was like, and I just turned around and walked away. I didn't know what oh, to do. Oh, wow. I didn't know what to do, man. I was just so, But nowadays out. you would have approached him and said, hey, man, I am a huge fan. There's a possibility of that. But I don't know if I would have done that. Because, you know, I, I like to respect people's boundaries. And every once in a while, I'll catch myself doing something like that. At WonderCon, I felt that it was sort of like fair game. You know, like when I met Expected, Christian Slater. Yes. Yeah, well, when it, you know, when I met Christian Slater, he was just walking the floor. He had a handler with him. And he was just walking the floor, but he was stopping and talking to people. So I, you know, I introduced myself or, you know, whatever. Got to meet him. Told him I was a fan of Heather's and whatnot. Um, but he was cool. Took pictures with him, too. And then, of course, I met John Favreau on Pier 39 the next day. And that one, I had to be a little more, like, covert about it because they were doing a Nintendo. He was with his family. And they were doing a Nintendo. I think it was, like, the DS 3D or something. They were Nintendo had, like, a, a tent that was on Pier 39 and they were just demoing the game. It hadn't come out yet. So I'm sitting there and I'm looking, oh, it's like, oh, it's got a camera now. And I was looking at it and suddenly I see freaking uh, John Favreau. I'm like, holy shit. And I actually have that picture on um, Facebook too. Sorry, fighting back a burp there, everybody. There we go, it's Hello. gone. All right, yeah, sorry about that. But uh, I'm a huge John Favreau fan. We've talked about Made. We've talked about Swingers. We've talked, you know, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm a huge John Favreau fan. Happy Hogan, yes. you name it. I just, I don't know what it was. I felt like I could approach him for some reason. So what I did was I went up to him and I'm like, hey, listen, I was like really quiet. I was pretending I was just checking out the, the, the DS. And I'm like, uh, I'm a huge fan. I don't want to bug you. I see you're with your family, but apparently I'm still bugging you. But I'm wondering, can I get a picture with you? I said, I, I don't want to make a, make a big scene about it, draw any attention to you. So I had my phone like ready to go. I said, would you, you know, I showed him like it was in selfie mode. And he's like, oh, that's a good idea. So we just like looked. And he just looked in the camera and just, it was like a really quick one. But it looked like I was just showing him It's a him really good picture, dude. You know what? Thanks. It's a really good picture. Yeah, I like that. That was a really cool moment. He was super cool. I wish I could have talked to him more because I really am a big fan of John Favreau. But I just, you know, you don't want to bug people. And I think nowadays I'm not so like, like so starstruck. I'll still take pictures with people. I got pictures with like Chino Moreno of the Deftones and um, who else? I don't know. I got a few pictures, but it usually has to be that type of a setting. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not just going to go up and like, like in other words, it was a, it was a photo op. He was there to do that kind of a thing. I, I don't think I'm going to be walking up on people anymore as I'm getting older because I respect people's privacy. now. I totally get, well, for me, I don't in music, oddly enough, music, I think, um, in music, if there's people that I don't, even if I don't like their music, I'm very easily starstruck. Even if I'm not a fan of a person's music, if they're really good at what they do, I'll still be jittery about approaching them. Even if I don't like their music, I just know they're really, really good at the music they do. It's approaching greatness that makes me like, oh my goodness, he is really good. Or she is amazing at what she does. So I'd even be starstruck off people that I'm not even a fan of their music. I can dig that. But you know what I mean? Like, you know, these people, they want to be people too. I would obviously... Especially like with, with, um, what am I trying to say? Obviously people that have been in the business for a long time, they just Mm -hmm. want to have a day to chill. They want to be, they want to feel normal, you know? And that's why I felt like I've thought about that over the years. And I just don't think that I would really do that anymore. It would have to be somebody like, you know who I would probably just fucking lose it for? And to be quite honest with you, would be like Dave, like Dave Grohl. Like if Dave Grohl was just like, I would lose my shit. I, I would, but I would have to be, I would. Only on the inside. I think I could pull it off and be cool, but I, I think that I would be losing my shit on the inside. 
Matter of fact, did I ever tell you that time we went to, it was my family. We went, it was my family, like my parents, my sister and Gail. The, I don't even think the kids were born yet. And we went to Universal Studios and we're sitting in this, uh, on the city walk right there that they have. I don't know if you've ever been there, but it's just like a big yes, you know, yes. outdoor strip thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, we went to the sushi restaurant and we're sitting there and this dude walked in, bro. He looked exactly and, and that's and now I know in retrospect that's what he was going for. But he had the whole beard, the hair. He was trying to be Dave Grohl. He had <laughs> sorry, Dave. He's got he had the kind of like the bigger teeth and the cheeks yes, and everything, yes, you know. And, and the big and jaw. Yeah. He ju- yeah, that big jaw. He just looked exactly like him. I'll swear to it to this day. And we sat there throughout dinner the entire time. And I'm he's sitting right next to me and I'm freaking out. And I'm like nudging Gail, I'm like, it's fucking Dave Grohl. It's fucking is it? Is it him? Is it him? And she's like, and she thought so too. She's like, I think it is. And uh, I was going to like, should I say something? Should I make my move? I was freaking yes. out. And then, um, of course, like his girlfriend who he was with said, yeah, hey, so Mike. Or, you know, <laughs> I said, oh, shit, that ain't even Dave Grohl. It was a good thing I wasn't like a, he could have catfished me, bro. Oh, he could have totally been like, yeah, I'll take a picture with you. And for the rest of your life, you're like, hey, a picture with Dave Grohl. And everybody's like, that is, it's just like the Denzel <laughs> Washington thing in Game Night. Game Night. That's hilarious. <laughs> and, and you know, but like, you know how like the subtle difference with the, with that Denzel guy was like the the, the width of his nose. nose? Yes. It was, it was like off just a little bit. But I mean, at the time, I just, I really thought it was him because it's like, you know, Dave, Dave's got a look. Dave Grohl has like a look. You know, a certain like facial, like a facial I don't know how to, his facial structure is what I'm getting at. He just, that dude had the same facial structure. Well, like, I remember, I think it was Cat Williams that said, he's like, you, um, everybody thinks a 300 looks like a Bentley until you see a Bentley. And I was like, that's true. So he might've looked like Dave Grohl until he pulls up on Dave Grohl. Then you're like, oh, they don't look anything like each other. My bad. Yeah, the other thing is that, you know, social media wasn't so strong. Back. I don't even know if it was really existed. I don't even know if MySpace was around back then. But Dang. so, you know, in other words, what I'm getting at is you're not seeing Dave Grohl every three seconds on the Twitter or, you know what I mean? So, yes. you know, from far away, it looked like fucking Dave Grohl to me. All the, you know, the Nirvana videos that I've ever seen most of the time had his head, you know, his head was down or playing the drums or something like that. It just looked like him. So I'm glad I didn't say anything. What? Here's the weird thing. Dave Grohl, even though he still looks young, he's aged the quickest for me. Like, he he looks great, but looking at him now and looking uh, uh looking at him in the I'll Stick Around video, he's the one that aged. I'm like, wow, he looks like a baby. Like, it's pretty, like, I can look at, I can look at Snoop Dogg, and he looks like Snoop Dogg now, pretty much. He doesn't look like, I mean, Dave Grohl looks like a million years from that time. Yeah, he's got, he's weathered. But he you know he likes his alcohol. He likes his alcohol and his cigarettes too. I didn't know he smoked. Are you sure about that? I'm pretty sure. I don't know if he still smokes, but he used to smoke like a train. That I did not know. But he's a big drinker. That I did not. I thought he was like a sober cat. No, far from it. I'm not saying he's like a drunk or anything, but he likes to get his his drink on. I don't know if there's a way because before people just used to stick around in the um. Like, oh, I'll just chill and wait for the bus to come through and they'll come out and give autographs. That doesn't happen anymore. I think the bus, like, they have special entrance. Those things are over now. Like, they drive that bus all the way into the actual forum. You can't even just stay and watch them walk in anymore. That sucks. I I actually appreciate when bands still do that. Coheed and Cambria is one of those bands. 
they'll they'll like hang out and talk with their fans and everything. I think that's pretty cool. But I don't get starstruck with those guys. I appreciate them as musicians and I love their band. They're my favorite band. Um, oh, another one like when I met Iron Maiden too. I was compared to my friend who was like the guy that turned me on to Iron Maiden. He lost his shit in front of these guys. Like he had tears in his eyes and the whole bit. And I was I you know so by comparison I think I was doing pretty pretty well. But when I make like when I, I've met all the members of Cohen Cambria except for the drummer. Josh Shepard, they're all really just cool. It's kind of weird. Like I was expecting the singer Claudio Sanchez to be like very talkative and he's actually a very shy guy. I almost felt like I was intruding on him. I met him at uh, Comic-Con as well. Or excuse me, I said Comic-Con at a uh, WonderCon. And he was just a really chill guy. I felt he was really nice, very friendly. He didn't like, you know, write me off or anything like that. But it just got to the point where I'm like, you know what? I can tell you're just trying to chill. Like he was, he was done. He went there to go sign comic books and you know, Sunday, he was walking the floor. He was literally there just trying to enjoy himself. So, you know, you got to back off and let people have their free time. Yeah, what you don't want is someone, like, literally every place you go on the WonderCon floor, he's still talking to you, being like, so, yeah, man, that one song, though, you're like, oh, I'm not going to be able to do anything today. Yeah, I don't think that he's that big. Like, I think it was very easy for him to blend in. You know, he's not, in other words, he's not like Metallica or something I've like that. I've never heard of them until you, dude. Like, I'd never heard of them. Their fans are rabid, but you're right. They're sort of like a, a small... They're getting bigger, but they're a smaller group in comparison to some of these other bands. Like, But they're I, all I, very nice guys. Is, and you said you've met even the... You've met all of them, the lead singer and everything. And the lead singer was nice to you? Yeah, he was really... He was nice. He met my... I was with my daughter. We both met him. And uh, super cool. But just... I could tell he was just wanting to... You know, he was looking at comics. He wanted to look at comics. You know, when you just want to go and just be yourself and peruse the aisles and, and just sort of not have to entertain or be on, as you put it, you know, you don't, you know, you said you don't want to be Steve Hudson when you go visit people. I think he was just trying to be himself and just, he just wanted to kind of hang out and not get bugged. So I gave him his space, but he was still a very nice guy. Did you, and have you taken a family picture with any celebrities? Uh, with him actually. Oh, really? Yeah. Because they were there signing comics. Him and his wife were signing their, um, what was it? Uh, I believe it was key of Z that they did. It was like a zombie one. I got to get that one to you. I think you'd like that. And then another one was called Kill Audio. But if you say it fast, it's Claudio. You know what I mean? Claudio. So he has, oh, it's like, yeah. that's slick. Yeah, it's about this little like little troll that looks exactly like him, but in troll form. And it's just a crazy story. I, I have these for you. I'll let you read them. Who Now, does he draw them too? No, he doesn't draw them. He and his wife are a writing team. Oh, that's adorable. She's that's kind adorable. of adorable. Like she's, Is she really? Yeah, she's almost, uh, I jokingly call her the Yoko of the band. She's not breaking them up, but she's, she's con- she contributes to things. Like on their albums, they have a lot of, like they're very science fiction-y. I'd mentioned it on the last show. They have a very, um, they have a comic, a story called the Amory Wars, which is what their, all of their albums are based on except for one. They basically create comics that, that tell the story. Okay. As, it's a concept album. You know what I'm saying? It's a concept album, and then they make comics about it. There. Sorry, folks. I was all babbly there for a second. So that's what they were there promoting. And um, now that they're making albums that are like, they don't even have comics for them yet. They're just writing the stories for them. She's now, since they've been married, she contributes like voice, you know, voice acting. What am I trying to say? Voiceover work. Okay. Uh, she'll play like a, like a machine that's talking to one of the main guys. This guy named Cyrus Amory. It's like this Big ass long story, dudes. I think you would totally dig it, to be honest with you. Whether or not you it. like them, I think you would totally dig the story of the Amazon. I want the kill. I want the key of Z, a lot. 
especially oh, if yeah. it's not a short comic. If it's a long comic, I would love to read it. It's like a you know like a like one issue of a like a graphic novel. It's that long. Okay, so it's, it's like not, a it's not super one issue of preacher. Okay. Not like the regular so like, individual monthly comic. I'm talking about like, you know, a series of them. So there's, there's probably like, I don't know, six or seven. And it's just all in one book that I had. So I got that signed. What did he say? Like, do, do you ever, <laughs> when one of them signed your comic, do you have a specific, li- a specific lyric that you want them to quote? No, no, not that much. There are people that are like hardcore. They have, their their fans are called the children of the fence. And again, it's all related to, <laughs> I'm going to really get nerdy right now, but basically what it is, is in the comic, there's something called the key work. Okay. Mm-hmm. Which, and it's, um, it's this, can you see me? Yes. You I see can. that? You see this? Yes, I can. Okay. So that's called the key work. And it's basically made up of like, what is it? It's been a while. Uh, I want to say it's like 69 or 79 planets or something like that. And, it, yeah. and they're all like in this form and they're all held together by something called the key work, which has to do with like, people's souls and the energy from the souls binding it all. It's, it's fucking crazy. But, um, now nah, I see, I done went off talking about the key work and I forgot what we were talking about. What were, what were we just talking about right now? No. You I don't, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. So, um, anyway, uh, but there's something in the comic that's called heaven's fence. Okay. And so their fans are called children of the fence. That's cool. Yeah. So they're, they're way hardcore. I'm not, as hardcore as you're kind of hardcore being that i am a hardcore a fan yeah you i'm a, a hardcore fan no, no no that's what i'm saying i'm that's not but big. i'm not but i but again i'm not gonna just like rush them and and i'll go and meet them if they're out there i'll go up like matter of fact we saw them in sacramento and it's a small place called ace of spades and we were just done with the show we were hanging out after a while and we just happened to walk around the corner because it was when walking distance from my friend's house and the tour bus was right there. And uh, Zach Cooper, who's their bass player, was just out there bullshitting with people. So we stopped, took some pictures, and just, I mean, like, I wasn't like, and what was your, you know, where was your uh, your inspiration when you wrote the bass line? It wasn't that kind of a thing. Like, we were talking about, I had just got, like, the new iPhone at the time. And he was like, oh, is that the new one? And we were talking about the iPhone. Like, it was, they're just cool guys. You know what I mean? So would they play somewhere like when we saw um, No Sleep Live? That's their sort of venue? No, now they're bigger. Uh, let's see, where are we going to see them? We're going to see them in August, and now they're playing like the Greek Theater in Berkeley. Good size. I also it's saw them at size. the smaller. Yeah, they opened up for. Um, they were called Heaven and Hell, formerly Black Sabbath. Which do you remember? Ron, do you know who Ronnie James Dio is? I do not. Okay, he's like uh, again. I'm start talking rock talk, but there was like Black Sabbath, which was Ozzy Osbourne, right? Then Ozzy bounced. And then Ronnie James Dio came in and okay. stepped into him. And okay. then he became a solo artist and everything. And he, he died recently. But they got Black Sabbath back together. But for like licensing purposes, Sharon Osbourne and such, they had to call the band Heaven and Hell, which was one of their songs, one of their hit songs. So when I went to New York back in 2009, they played Madison Square Garden, but not like the, the big garden. Yes. There's like there's like a separate one. Yes. And uh, I saw them there. And that was a pretty big venue, too. I've seen them open up for Iron Maiden. But headlining, I think the biggest show that I've seen them do was probably something like um, like the Masonic Theater in, in San Francisco or the Warfield Theater. You know, a good several thousand people, but nothing crazy. Not like well, see, not not into the double digits of thousands or anything like well, that. Well, see, tens it, of it sounds like they're on their way to become a like because remember that's how Dave Matthews started. It's like they they could be a Dave Matthews thing because they were Dave Matthews is a live band. They're not. You don't buy Dave Matthews CDs. You see him live. He knows that he's not going to make money on CDs. He makes money on his stadium tours. And so they might just be building that audience. 
they're always building their audience, but I think, I mean, they're like nine albums in at this point, like their ninth album is going to come out this year. So they're not, you know, just starting off, but they, yeah, they, their fan base steadily grows. You know, it's a weird thing. I was going to tell you too, before I uh, forget to tell you, um, the reason that I wanted to talk to him, not just like, Oh, Hey, there's Claudio Sanchez of Coheed and Cambria. But at the time, I don't know, it was probably like a, a year old news, but when I met him at WonderCon. Um, about maybe 10 months or something before Mark Wahlberg actually had purchased the rights to the Amory Wars. Like there was supposed to be a movie coming out. Holy crap. And it just never, that's what I wanted to ask him. I want to say, Hey man, have you, you know, what happened with that? And he's, he was like, I don't know, like nothing. <laughs> Basically he just bought the rights. So it's are they sitting from, in Marky Mark's house somewhere. Boston. They're from Nyack, New York. Wow. That's interesting, man. And so they're like, they're like our age. They're younger than me. They're younger than you. I'd say they're probably like 37, something like that. So they started in their 20s. Yeah. This is a, great, such a, great band, man. They really are a great random band. band for you to like. It's, it's just, you know what? When it feels right, it feels right. It's the best thing I can tell of, you. What, what is a random band that I know that no one knows? That, like, not like, like a Coheed that not a whole, like if I go to a show, they like have 2,000, 3,000 people. I'm trying to think who that would be. I imagine... But I think he's bigger than that because I think he could probably feel more than that. But Van Hunt, I love Van Hunt. And I don't know if a grip of people know who Van Hunt is. I know who Van Hunt is. You do, but do you think he's one of those people that have that, that I've never been to a show of his. So I don't know how deep his fan base is, but he's someone that if people like him, they really like Van Hunt. These days, and I'm just guessing because I have no knowledge of what Van yes. Hunt's doing. But I would assume that he'd probably be around the same lines of like packing like a Warfield theater. A couple thousand people. I think and maybe I'm wrong. I don't yeah. ever see anything like, you know, at the Staples Center headlining, you know, Van Hunt's headlining. So I'm thinking he's in the still in the um, he's above the club. He's more of a theater guy. He's not a club guy. He's in the theater. He hasn't quite graduated to the arena. Well, see, I, I, I listened to an interview with him recently and he did like a few live sets like in the chair, like actually started singing. I was armchair the- expert, right? Yes. Dude, he sounds fantastic. Yeah, he's got a great voice. I now. mean, she's Louise. But uh, I was going to, speaking of Van Hunt, did I tell you my iPod, my iPod went out? No. So now you just have the one that I gave you? Affirmative. Oh, what are you going to do, though? Because you can't add anything to it. I can't add. The thing is, I can't add anything to my, my mind. Mine won't sync. That's the problem. But I can still play it, but it won't sync. And they said that's a defective iPod now. But you can still play the music to the, whatever you want. But you know what? It's funny because I said, I had to do the 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 jerk thing where it's just like this is an opportunity for me to move forward to new um to new technology. So I moved on. It's like okay, I have my I have my iPhone. What can I do with it? And I looked into oddly enough that day I got an email saying three months of iTunes music. And I asked my son, because Maj is about to run out of iTunes, uh his his free trial. I'm probably gonna get it for him. And mm-hmm. I said, How do you like it? He said, let me tell you what iTunes music is. He said, you have access to every single album on iTunes music. That is on iTunes platform. Every album. And you can download any album you want onto your phone as long as you remember. As many albums as you want. That's pretty cool. I mean, but it's 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 kind of like Spotify, right? Or or No, you like- can't download music from Spotify. You download it onto your phone. It's yours. As long cool. as you are a member of iTunes Music, 
and it's ten months, ten dollars a month. And on and on iTunes, you can play the album in the order you want to. Choose different songs, anything in the iTunes library. I said that's insane. He's like, yeah, it's ten dollars a month. How I use something that? called. That's pretty awesome. I use Amazon Unlimited just because I have Prime. Yes, and. Uh, it was like I, I got I don't know it was I just never stopped using it. I did the trial thing and it's yeah I, I want to say it's like five bucks a month or something That's not I don't bad know if all, dude. and I don't know if I'm um I mean I'm unlimited data you know what I mean so I don't have it on my phone but that works well for me it has everything that I need on there not that I'm exactly. like trying to say it's better than than uh, iTunes but it is pretty cool that you can actually download it That's what I was and my thing was like if I don't have to use my data so I could just download it to my phone. if I want to listen to Stevie Wonder's even though I have it on my iPod but if I just left my iPod at home. And I was like, let me listen to Stevie Wonder's album. It's there. And I could l- download it to my phone real quick and just listen to it and just take it off when I want. That's oh, insanity. I think I can do that, actually. It says offline music mode. So clearly, that's oh, like that's downloading cool. it, right? Yeah, that's. Da- I imagine it is. I like that. See, and, and for me, I'm like, okay, so in other words, right now, I don't need my iPod with me all the time anymore. Because even my podcasts, my subscribed podcasts are now linked and I don't need it. And I was like, so what I am is a person that's when I get used to something, I can't move forward. I need to change that. I need to start being like, okay, this thing might not work. Let me try something new. Even though that's been trusty dusty, I need to move forward and try something new. Well, that's why I'm a little bit puzzled by you because... Regarding the iPod, I should say. Yeah. Because uh, I know, you know, from working with you that you carry the old school click, click, click iPod yep. with yep. you. But you mm-hmm. also have an iPhone. Yes. So I'm just curious why you don't just marry them, like get rid of the extra hardware and just use your iPhone. Why don't you do that? There, I, there's got to be a reason, I assume. I think because um, the iPods have so much of... There's some things on the iPod that I'm just like, I love that the fact that this thing has it, even though I could still download it onto my phone. Yeah. Um, there's some things that I've ripped off of YouTube that I have on my iPod, like unreleased Stevie Wonder stuff that I can't get off on iTunes. I just can't get it. I'm going to have to now rip it off of, um, if I find any more unreleased stuff, I got to rip it off of um, iTunes and, or off of uh, YouTube and put it on my phone, which is a pain in the butt. But again, I think if I just sync my phone with my computer at home, it'll now live on my phone too. Because I'll just, I'll I'll sync it onto my, I'll sync my iPhone, my iTunes with all the stuff that uses my same Apple ID. So I'll be fine. I don't know, bruh. I think you're carrying around too much hardware. I am, but it's just something I I always do it. It's just like your iPod. Your creature of habit. Exactly. And I think the, I mean, and I'm tripping because in my brain, the sound quality is better and it's not true. I know it's not true, but in my brain, you know what? It might be true though, because on an iPod, you could adjust the sound settings. I don't think you can do that in an iPhone. You can't up the bass and like put down the treble for music, right? I don't, I, don't I mean, I'm not going to look, <laughs> I'm not going to look into it right now, but I would assume anything that you can do on the old one, you can do on the new one and probably no, I'm saying I could be wrong. I'm saying on my iPod you can do that. You think right you can do versus that on your iPhone? iPhone? I'm not like I said. I don't want to like. I mean, I guess I could look into it right now and I don't see. Think but... it, I don't think you can, G. If you can, I'd look like a dummy though. Maybe in settings or something. I'm not sure. 
it sounds fine to me. Like, I don't think there's that big of a difference to where. Well, because like, you have a Bose speaker, G. Yeah, but I, or headphones. I mean, exactly. It's, just, I it's could, all the same. My me. album unmixed will sound amazing through your boat. But like, oh, it sounds perfect. And then I get in my car. But like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'm still waiting to hear the album. I know. I'm All I'm doing now is artwork. That's it. Who's doing your artwork? Uh, I don't know yet. That's what I'm looking for. You got a concept? Um, uh, I do want to like my first one, the because it's gonna be three EPs. One's gonna be the EP of me actually meeting somebody, falling in love, the actual relationship, and the last EP is gonna be the breakup. It's because I realized I have songs that are sad breakup songs, songs that are happy songs. I was like, you know what? Why don't I make these three separate things? You're coming correct already, man. You're already doing concept albums. That's pretty amazing. I, yeah, I guess it is a concept album, isn't it? Sounds like one to me. And I also had a, an idea where I was going to do a, um, I really was going to like, okay, here's what I'm going to do. I wanted to go to different cities and write songs in these different cities. And the album will be called whatever the name of the city is I'm in. Oh, check you out. I'm trying, brother. I'm trying. Okay. Okay. Wait. I think but you like, should do like the first album cover, no matter what it is, it should just be like those old pictures that used to get it like, uh, <laughs> at like JC Penny where you're like, or like an old school pictures, not old school, but like your old elementary school pictures where it's like you and you're looking, you're smiling at the camera, but then in the background, there's like a giant faded picture of your head and you're like looking off in a different direction. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> <laughs> that should be it, man. That's, you should just go and get all of your album artwork done at like JC Penny or something like that. And just that tell them, I just hilarious. want the old shit. None of this new stuff. Hey, dude, so before we go, I'm not saying we're going just yet, but and I don't even want to come from like a scandalous point of view. I don't want to be I don't want to be a mudslinger, mm-hmm. but something huge. It's like avoiding the it's like avoiding the elephant in the room if we don't talk about this. Right. So huge news in the podcasting world, the entertainment world, you know, the the geek world happened this weekend. And from the most unlikely person that I would never have expected this person to be someone that's like now where they are. And um, do you want to, should we talk about a little, should we, should we do it? Should we talk some Hardwick? Yes. Scandal is afoot once more. The Me Too movement strikes again. And this week, an unlikely person is now under fire. And the person I'm talking about is none other than Chris Hardwick. Blows my mind. I'm not going to say that Chris Hardwick is guilty. I'm not going to say that he's innocent because I don't know. And I'm not going to be the guy that always says that there's two sides to every story. But what, how it's transpiring, it's just kind of odd. You know what I mean? Like It went from um, Skydar, which is her, her, you know, her, her Twitter name. Um, yeah, Dart. Skydart. Yes, Skydart. She, she went on Medium and did a post. Yeah, her name is Chloe Dixtra, by the way. His former fiance. She she did a post about her being emotionally and can we say was it mentally emotionally was it a physical I haven't read it all the way through was there physical abuse too? According to her, it was mental and sexual assault. I don't think he ever struck her. I don't, but um, yeah, I mean, she was saying things to the fact, go ahead. No, she's saying that she was abused in her relationship. She didn't put a name on it, but she gave all the clues and from- She didn't need to put a name on that. She didn't need to put a name on it. 
And people deduced that it was Chris, Chris Hardwick. And everyone was in shock, except for the people I expected to be in shock. There was a few people that I, I'm not going to put their names out there, but there were a few people on Twitter that know, knew him and they weren't exactly just taken aback. And I said, that's interesting. Because in my brain, I've said it before on this podcast, he is the overly nice guy. But it just shows, regardless of what, regardless of what you see on screen or what you hear, you don't really know a person. And my thing is, again, this Me Too thing is needed and it's not stopping. I think everyone's actually being way more careful with how they interact with people, even though we should have always been. People are way more conscious about how you interact, how you talk, how you physically interact with women, which is a wonderful thing. Now, this situation, I think, strikes a lot of us crazy, like saying, wow, because he was such on screen, an amazingly nice dude, overly nice, if anything. So we're shocked. As I've always I, called him. Yeah, as I've, al I've always called him the hooray for everything guy because everything. he's just everything seems to go his way and he's crazy about everything. And he's just he always I mean, obviously, if someone has there's there's going to be those uh, those things that you only want people to see yes. and the stuff that you don't want them to see. Yes. That just goes without saying, you know, but that was always the foot that he put forward was that he was just, I don't know. He was living a charmed life. I mean, he was, and he seemed like such a nice guy when, you know, up front, I've seen him perform before. I saw him do comedy. I saw, uh, they, I did a, I didn't do it, but I went, I was one of the wonder cons and I saw them do a nerdist live. Oh, that's, and, you cool. know, and he, he came off very charming. Yeah. It was, it was pretty neat. But then you hear stuff like this, you know, and it's like, she was saying that, um, you know, like right away, like right off jump, she was saying that within two weeks of dating him, it's like, oh, I, she had a drink. Oh, I noticed you drink. Well, that stops immediately because he's a former alcoholic and he's clean. I can get that, but it was like the her version of his delivery. And then, you know, she said that he'd be taking her to Comic-Con and kind of flashing her around when they're together and then keeping her in the hotel room while he went out and was like, you know, again, this is her words, getting numbers of other actresses and things like that. Uh, and she, she just kind of kept her prisoner, but then he was, she was saying that she was expected to be ready for him when he got home, you know, to have sex. It's the way, it's the way she was saying it that was kind of going back and forth. And I'm not discrediting what she's saying. I think it takes a very brave person to do that either way, you know, but you know, she was saying that sometimes she didn't want to and that he was just saying, well, just so you know, the reason that my last relationship ended was because <laughs> was because, you know, it was a lack of sex. So she said she was like, she was like the one that said, well, and I, you know, in his defense or to be fair, I was, you know, I went along with it because I didn't want to lose him. But then she was like, <laughs> this is the part, dude. <laughs> it's, it's, she put this word in. Right. And I didn't know what it was. But I was kind of clued in by the word I'm about to say. He would make her lay there and he would do what he called starfishing. Now, Steve, have you ever heard of starfishing? What is that? I don't know if this is what they're talking about, but I went to good old Urban Dictionary. <laughs> I'm going to pull that up real quick. Because uh, 
guys. I, oh, I really, I don't know if this is what oh, it is. But I'm going to tell you, the top definition of star fishing in the Urban Dictionary is as follows. And I quote, when an individual who is too fatigued to engage in sexual activity. Oh, wait, hold on. This is different. Okay. This is a little more uh, tame than what I saw originally. This one says, when an individual who is too fatigued to engage in sexual activity themselves, lay spread out on their part on the bed for their partner. So, in other words, the term starfish comes from just kind of like laying out spread eagle. Is she that like makes a little more sense to what she's talking about. Would she be asleep? Um, no, I think she basically she would just lay there and let him do his thing because he was going to get it one way or the other. I'm not saying he raped her. She's not saying he raped her, but she did say he, she sexually, he sexually assaulted her. So I don't know. It's, it's the wording of things. But the first thing that I saw when I looked up starfishing, because when I think of starfish, I mean, I think, you know, yeah. where I'm going, right? Yes, I do know where you're going. So, so then this is the first thing that I read. <laughs> so I hope it's the first one, I guess. Um, starfish, <laughs> starfishing, the act of two people spreading their butt cheeks apart <laughs> and touching and or rubbing each other's assholes yeah, together. I don't think that that's what that is at all. <laughs> you're going to, you're going to lay there. And <laughs> let me try. As he's like, wait hey, a let minute. me do that thing that it my dog does on the impossible. carpet. Yes. What? I shouldn't I, laugh, you know, because she's obviously spilling her guts about this kind of thing. But, um, the fact that she went on yeah, defense Yeah, I was sort of relieved for, just now that I saw the other one. I think the fact that she went on defense for all the employees at Nerdist now was pretty awesome. Yeah, she was basically saying, you know, he hasn't been with that company for a couple of years now. Don't, you know, carry over whatever your, your feelings yes. are towards yes. Nerdist because they're good people. They're Even good. though she didn't say Nerdist. But she didn't need to, bro. She, she said, she to. was like, he started off as a semi-successful podcaster who eventually became the CEO of his own company. And, um, I mean, Comic-Con, I forgot. It was actually a very long article that she wrote, an essay. But it, she might as well have just said it was, uh, you know, Pliss, Pliss Flardwick. <laughs> because exactly. Because basically just, you know what I'm saying? It, it's him. And then the other thing is, is that, you know, you see people that are on the other side, well, like, how do you know it's him? You know, everyone's basing his guilt are, are associating you know him with this because why just because we're supposed to assume that but like i don't think he would have put out a statement exactly which he did if it wasn't if he wasn't acknowledging that you know and the thing is i mean so, here's the thing for amc said he's done until this until we do our own investigation and comic-con yes. has already taken him off the panel yep and, and so, so is uh, i believe M nbc is looking into taking off the wall to his game show I'd never even heard of this thing. It's actually a really good game show. I like that show. I'm very interested in 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 what um, because look, being real, because uh, we know look, AMC is going to definitely do an investigation, and if they stick to this taking him off the air, that investigation came up with something, in my opinion. If it is totally well, according to her, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. You said according to her. I was just going to say according to her. She's got, she basically told him like this person, again, I'm paraphrasing folks, but it was like, this person may choose to sue me, which I would definitely advise against because I've got audio and video. If this is not true, thought. this would be perfect for, if it's not true, Chris Hardwick's going to sue her for all the loss, all the loss he's, hell he's yeah, for libel so and slander if and all of that. If he yeah. does not sue her, what does that mean to you? Well, it's not exactly, you know, making him come off real, you know, squeaky clean. <laughs> Sounds like there's going to be a settlement or something like that, you know. Um, if he does not settle, 
or if he does not sue her, I'm at least going to have to be like, why didn't you if you're proclaiming your innocence? And if he's like, well, like exactly he's talking, like he's talking to me. And if he's like, well, it's because I didn't want her to go through more than she's already gone through. I'd say, what did she go through if you're saying you didn't do anything to her? So what could, what do you think is the answer to that? Oh, I don't want to sue because of this. I really don't know. I'm very curious to see what's going to transpire over the next few days. Yeah, totally. And it's not going anywhere. Like his name is there. And I think, again, the next week or two is going to say a lot because advertisers are going to flee from anything with his name attached to it. Advertisers are He's got to be freaking out right now. He is. Dude, let me tell you who's freaking out too. Him, his agent, his manager. Those are the people freaking out. Oh, no doubt. no doubt. His, his wife's There's a lot a of money to be lost right there, dude. His, and here's yes. the thing. His, his wife's a Hearst. And this, okay, ladies and gentlemen, this has nothing to do with the case at all. But when, if it was my child married to this person, I would at least be calling her and being like, do you know for a fact this isn't true? She wrote something as equally cryptic, you know, but basically just saying that, you know, check your facts is all it was really saying. But okay. I was actually surprised about that. Hey, more. Pa- the know? thing is, here's the thing. She put out a statement that I read that if things do go badly, she's able to go to that statement and be like, I never said that he didn't. I never said that. I just simply said, hold on, wait. You know, that's the sort of good statement that was. It wasn't like, here's what I will tell you. It is absolutely 100% impossible that this happened. I know him and I will stake my life or stake my um, uh, reputation on the fact that he did not do this. She didn't do that. It's going to be a very interesting week for him, man. Oh, dude. it's To say the least. And here's the thing. Here's the thing. You could... Like, if it all comes out and it's totally true, I'm not going to feel bad at all, especially because it is totally unavoidable. You treat somebody with respect and dignity, this doesn't happen. You're good. This is true. You know what I'm saying? But if it was... if, If you don't and you thought... I'm a good guy. Like your future good works. You being nice to everybody in the future, being the most respectable, awesome, amazing guy is not going to clean up what you did to somebody. It just won't. If this is true. I just wouldn't be surprised if it is. I just don't. It makes me kind of like uneasy to talk about these things because, you know, it could be you or myself. Somebody does like, okay. What if like somebody from your past just decided to go ahead and let's say we were bigger, let's say our show was bigger and we had, you know, we had a little bit of notoriety and someone comes in and does that to you or myself. And it's not true. I I guess what I'm getting at is we're in a weird time right now where due process is kind of like being overlooked. And I'm not, again, I'm not saying I think he's, he's innocent or anything like that. It's just this very weird time. It's like, as soon as this shit hits social media, the damage is essentially done. Wouldn't you agree? Um, kind of, I think it's the response that does it like, and now mind you, I'm hoping this ne- I mean, look, look, we're hoping no one's ever falsely accused myself, obviously included. But if I was, um, the, the main thing nowadays, you have to being a part of the, you know, knowing the layout of the land and knowing that if you're just like believe women and then later on it happens to you, you're like, Hey, but women be lying sometimes, right? They do be lying though. Yeah. You, no, yeah, I, that's you, what I'm saying. It's you, it, it's really this weird, like 
there's you this weird place you, to be. You know what I, I mean? I think you have to do something in the lines of now, mind you, again, I am not a person you should listen to for this sort of advice, but you have to in this time, I think that you have to be like, look, I was accused of something. Always believe the people that are believing women always believe women. The truth will come out in time. But I would not say women be lying. So you just got to be like, you know what? You continue believing women. All of you that are believing her, believe her until I prove you otherwise. Because if I do the whole thing of saying, don't believe women, don't believe women, don't believe women. And then I win and show that she's a liar. What trail have I left now? He told us not to believe. And look, she is a freaking liar. Now it's from here on, it's going to be like, but remember what happened to Steve? He got screwed over and he's been saying not to believe women. He proved our disgusting point. Whereas if I'm like, believe women, later on I show that it didn't happen. Now it's a, well, he said to believe him. This wasn't true, but he also said this. Hey, believe him. Because most of the time, it's most of the time, it's not someone false flagging. Most of the, a huge amount of time, it's not someone false flagging. You know what I'm saying? And if, and here's my thing. Imagine if, if it was someone else's, I'm not going to say yours, a friend of yours' daughter and the whole internet was like, she's probably lying. You know how that goes, bro. You would be ready to jump through that computer. and Absol- Yeah, man. I, that's why I'm saying it's this weird place to be in the middle yeah. because it's like, I usually am one to, I tend to believe that where there's smoke, there's fire. Yes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's not that I'm thinking that she's a liar or anything like that. It's just like I said, it's just it's just one more fucked up case. Of, but it, this stuff's happening all the time. It's happening right exactly. now. Exactly. And and we've seen. How... But and, but you make a good point though, bro. Hold yeah. on real quick. You make yeah, a good go point because you said that you you know you can't. We we we're just starting to like this this whole Me Too movement is has taken such momentum and it's and it's in a place where it's empowering women and I think that's great because for the longest time they didn't have a voice. A lot yes. of women, I should say, didn't have yes. a voice and they were afraid exactly. to say these things. So you're absolutely right. You can't. You can't encourage this kind of thing. And then, like you're saying, well, you know, women do lie about those kind of things. You can't do that because it's totally working backwards. So I guess you really just sort of have to let it play out. You have to. And like you said, the truth, the truth will eventually come out. But, you know, there but there might be that one time where someone's being falsely accused and they're just going to have to, I guess, risk losing everything to prove, you know, to to win back what they have. And here's it's tough. But the one thing. The one thing he has going for him is he's a multimillionaire. He has nothing but the means to prove this. Nothing but sure. the means. Yeah, this is the time where if he was able to be like, you know what? I've always said throughout my career to believe women. And me coming out saying not to, that she's lying, would be totally hypocritical for way too many of you. So I will just let it play out and show you my show you that I'm telling the truth and show let justice um, prevail. And then leave it at that. People are now saying, yeah, he told him that I can't say not to believe women now. That would be hypocritical. I've been saying I've been on the right yeah. side. I've been saying that I was on the right side of things. So just let me, I'm going to prove to you that this didn't happen so that I'm not taking away from any other women in the future that are going to say to believe me. But I'm also not taking away from the fact that I am, in fact, telling you the truth. But when you sit there and be like, I'm going to write a whole thing saying, oh, I feel sorry, but I can't believe she's saying that about me. I can't, I, you know, I just open up Twitter and look at what she's saying. I don't think that, and then she, then he puts in, hey, she freaking cheated on me. I'm like, why would you even, what, 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 what do we, why would you say that she cheated on you? Are you taken away from her character or? I'll say this and I don't, it's not a defense because I, I think I'm just, I think I'm answering your question. 
Okay. Yes. Because in her essay, she, there was a point where she had mentioned that, you know, she was miserable. She wanted to leave him for a long time. And then she's, I forgot how she put it, but it was like, basically she ended up kissing somebody and she, and she, he found out and he forgave yes. her or whatever, but then he got like real, like, you know, begging her to come back and everything, but nothing really changed. And then she ended up ultimately leaving him for somebody. Yes. yes. So de- depending on how you spin that, you know, maybe he was just countering what she said because I don't know why for fucking for pride or he That's was just addressing weird, that. Like, yeah, why though? Like it's like perception is truth. I, I don't know. Exactly I don't know. Like, but it, it was, it was weird, dude. His, his denial was strange. It was very strange. And I'm thinking for the first time in this dude's life, he's like, I don't know what the hell to say, you know? And, and if he's guilty, there's a, there's, there's a big reason why, you know, yes. but it's odd how, um, I don't want to say it's odd. I do find it very interesting how like, his associates are just kind of like chilling. <laughs> you know what I mean? Gee, They're not even saying anything. One person, um, one of the nerdists had an interesting, someone else said uh, something to a, to the effect of, I can't believe this. It really sucks. And the fact that this person might've done this is gross. And one of the, one of his nerdist co-hosts was like, this is the only thing I can say about this thing. I'm like, okay. Well, it's public, I mean, right? Who was it? Was it Jonah? Was it Jonah Ray? It wasn't Jonah Ray. What are the three guys' names? It was Matt Myra. Oh, I'm sorry. Not and the, then Jonah, not Ray. Jonah Ray. It was um, the, Idi- the Idiot podcast. The ID10T? Yeah. Um, I think it's the same people, dude. It's the same people from what I understand. They just changed the name because of his disassociation with Nerdist. Oh, my gosh. They deleted it. All really? of their tweets are gone. He's off of Instagram. He took down his social media accounts. I don't think he's, I don't know if he's on Twitter anymore, but I know he yeah, took down his Instagram. Well, one of them did. What Do you know what their co-hosts' names are for, for that? Jonah Ray and who? I, th- I think it's Myra, Matt Myra and uh, Jonah Ray Rodriguez. There it is. There it is. Okay. So Felicia Day says, I was so shocked and sad to read Skydart's post this morning. I'm having a lot of feelings I'm grappling with, but more than anything, my heart goes out to her. Matt Ryer says, this is as good as it can be said. Hmm. That's, is that a defense hmm. of him or is that, I mean, it's an obvious thing to say. I don't know. That's very ambiguous. But it, to me, if I had to choose like who they're leaning towards, I would definitely say they're leaning towards the sign of. Right. Uh, right. What's her name again? Sky Dick, Dickstra. What's her name yeah, again? Chloe Dickstra. Distra. Yes. yes. Yeah. And I don't see that so, Jonah Ray has said anything. No, he said nothing so far. But um, Will Wheaton was just like, I'm kind of shocked. I'm very shocked about this, uh, you know, about my best friend. And I'm just taking time to process that, which is a very safe thing to say. And he didn't go very. either way with it either. I don't, think, I don't think that anyone wants to say anything. I mean, people that were supposed to be on his show, which was uh, Talking Hardwick, I believe, the yes. one that they pulled. Yes. No one's saying anything there either. Do you see Jonah Ray saying something? He's going to have to eventually. He's associated I, with them. He's going to have to say something. I don't know I what. Thought, I thought that was true, but maybe it's not. You know, I often wonder if those guys like each other as much as they carry. Like, do they really like each other? Do you remember that? They've had, you know, that was much the most like awkward freaking podcast. Right. That's exactly what I was going to get at. 
that one particular podcast where they were just not getting along and they no. had a big argument. And you know what? That's normal. That's normal for people to do those kind of things. And I was on Chris, Chris Hardwick's side that day because he was just like, you're lazy, dude. Not lazy. He was saying like, you don't do what you could do. He just had it out that day. Well, I'll give Chris Hardwick this. Chris Hardwick would not bear, be where he is if it wasn't for his drive. So yes. I can give him that. You know what I'm saying? Yes. But I'm just saying, who knows how close they really are? And maybe he's just waiting to say, maybe he just, is just there's just those people that just won't have your back sometimes that are your fr- quote unquote friends. That'll just like, you know what I mean? Associates, whatever you want to yes. call them that they just, you where the hell were you when I needed you? You know? And maybe he's that guy. I don't know. Maybe he's just playing it safe until more comes out. It's a, it's th- a pretty safe plan. It is a total. <laughs> you know, it's very logical to do that. And look, the thing is, it, the weird thing is the people closest to him, to uh, Chris Hardwick are playing it right. They're saying, I've not one, well, I don't know, but not one that I've seen or read or seen tweeted says, I know Chris Hardwick, he is not this guy. Let's just see all the, let's just make sure that all the facts come out. There's no way that he did this. Or someone saying, I believe Chris Hardwick. I've known him, he has never been that way around me or my family. No one has done that thing. But there, on the flip side, there have been other people and I don't have names for you, but I mean, I've just read these things, you know, certain, plur- certain, pr- who knows if it's being spun, but you know, a certain employee that nerd is would, would definitely say that, you know, Chris Hardwick is a piece of shit and he could oh, turn it on oh, and be like yeah, Mr. Charming and then to be a nightmare. Yes. I've seen, I've a seen more of those, of those. Yeah. I've seen like check marked people saying, let me go on the record and said he was a douche when I like, I'm like, whoa, whoa. What I read is- one that was very close to that just today. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's. Now they're trying to name, because uh, there's a person that blackballed her, and now they're putting her name out there. They're like, we think it's this woman who blackballed all these people that crossed him. And I'm like, okay, well, we'll see what happens, you know, but again, people, um, I think this is the time we should be paying attention. I mean, even though you don't, not not for some voyeuristic thing, but I do think people should be paying attention and, and, and seeing that, you know, uh, like Bob Marley said, you can feel you can feel some people sometimes, but you can't fool all the people all the time. You know what I'm saying? You can do certain things behind closed doors, but someday somebody is definitely going to catch you slipping. No question. You could be like, oh, I did dirt and I got away with it. Did you? Did you really? Are you sure about that? You know what I'm saying? Someone's going to recognize you and remember mm-hmm. what the crap you did to them. And the hard thing is if it when if and when it comes out solid like saying oh no this not only happened but we have proof how long does she live with that under her i mean like just dealing with that to the point that she had to just let it out and be like i can't deal with this anymore i can't you know what i'm saying and and then the only thing that, yeah totally and the only thing that i could really like think about that is that if she was to write something like that out of just you know pure fiction then her, if you know, that would essentially make her a crazy person. You know yes. what I mean? Or yeah. as some people are trying to play it, like, oh, well, they, you know, she's just hurt because he moved on or whatever. You know, and I'm not subscribing to that whatsoever. But it seems to me that an action that rash would constitute another rash action that would eventually, like, kind of expose her. If that was yeah, the case, it's going to be a su- if she yeah, was just exactly. full of shit, it's going to come out sooner or later that she's full of shit because she's going to end up, you know, if she's doing things that are that bold, if this again, if this is like a uh, a falsity. Yeah. And she's writing something like that that's that false. She's going to she's going to slip up. You know what I'm saying? Yes. yes but yes. I, I just I didn't get that, man. <laughs> I just, you know, I, I don't know. I, Again, I, I don't know yes. any of these. I don't know 
it goes without saying that I don't know these people, but yes. but we I didn't will, really get that vibe from her. We will be keeping abreast on the situation. And man, if hey, if y'all get any like be like, oh my goodness, look at this tweet, please link it to us at Heroes of Noise. So they're like, hey guys, did you see this new information? So that we're just, I mean, because there's we can't scour Twitter. You know, there's 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 things that we're gonna miss, but we know that you listeners are so dope, amazing, superhuman with your your skills of, of, of digestion regarding Twitter. We know y'all ain't going to miss nothing. So please hit us up on Twitter. If you see that we have missed something or email us, if you see that we've missed something. Obviously we didn't really give you the, uh, the normal heroes show this week. It was father's day. We just thought we would, uh, at the last minute, we weren't going to do anything. And we just decided to come on and chit chat with you guys. And, um, I just want to let you guys know that, um, I will do my best next week to get something out to you. Preacher starts next week and we still have to do the word. We are definitely going to put out a word. Uh, that first one's going to come out early next week uh, without fail. We're going to try to get something for you from the hero side too, but I am getting ready to go into surgery next. Uh, what is it? June 26th. And I'm going to try my best that following weekend to get something out. But if you, if you don't hear something from us, you're probably going to, I guarantee I'm going to at least be able to do the word. But if I don't really know what to expect right now. So I wanted to at least mention that this week. So if you know, where's, where's the show at? You can blame Dan. I just don't know exactly where I'm going to be, how I'm going to be recovering. Am I going to be in too much pain too Jack? I'm a real, like I said before, I'm a cheap date when it comes to pain meds. So if I'm just too loopy and slurry, I may not do something, but we will be back very soon. And uh, it's definitely not on the fault of Steve. So maybe Steve will put something out for you. Who knows? (laughs) Maybe. Maybe. All right. Dan, this brings us to a point where I discovered a new game that I invented. Oh, shit. I forgot about that. Real you quick. told me that you had a game. What is Real it? Real quick. It's called I Don't Know, but I think it's going to be called something like Bad Reviews. I didn't have a chance to name it because I, you know I'm not going to name it anything without your name in it. It has to be there. Okay. Um, of course. You just haven't so, thought of anything yet? No. I would probably be like, no, I'll figure it out. But anyway, what this game is, real quick. I'm going to read you reviews of a movie, and all you have to do is tell me what movie this is. I'm going to eliminate some of the names, obviously. But from what I okay. say about on this review, tell me who this is. Are you ready? I'm going to give start you with this. Who this is or what movie it is? What movie. And, dude, I'm going to start you with easy okay. ones. You're not going to have to worry about it. Hit me. The star of this movie is a fresh face and earnest and, lo- and a long way from the grizzled Humphrey Bogartist cynicism of... An earlier movie. He indentured, he indentured to a giant centipede with Linda Hunt's voice. Start running like figures in a Springsteen song. We only got to get out when we're young, only to find their dreams of escape dashed by a blank and a criminal criminal syndicate known as Crimson Dawn. Oh, solo. Bingo. I. You know what? I, I was like, Centipede? I, I get now where you're going, but I was like, uh, no. This doesn't sound very easy. If you would have said Crimson Dawn, I'd have, I would have been sitting there for a little bit. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> this is the game in development here. All right. Ready? You got the first one. Second Shoot. one. First of all, this is another, another film in which a seemingly mild-mannered, powerless man releases his secret reserves of viciousness or ambition... The idea turns particularly sour in this movie, a revenge fantasy in which the meek Stanley Ipkiss develops the power to play a nasty tricks on anyone who's done him wrong. 
the mask. Dude, I can't believe you got that. Stanley Ipkiss, man. I watched I know, the mask the a million times. I know, but the fact you knew the name is pretty impressive. I kind of upped the ante on that one. Seriously, I bet you if you walked up to the normal person that said Stanley Ipkiss, they wouldn't have got it. It's in there somewhere. All right. <laughs> I've seen it a bunch of times, but but it's not like I walk around saying Stanley Ipkiss either. That, I don't know where that came from, but it was there. That's pretty. Now, do you now thinking about it or like, are you like, wow, that was actually weird. It is a little weird, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen that movie in years. <laughs> I was like, really into Jim Carrey back in the day, though. So, you know, dang, like all the Ace Venturas and. Conscious, For sure, dude. It just came out like, oh, shit. I just said that, huh? Yeah. All right. You got two out of two. Number three. Now, this is when it gets a little bit hard. Okay. The Dunderhead story concerns a policeman and a criminal who are frozen in 1996 and thought out to stalk each other again in 2032. That idea becomes a futuristic action comedy cop movie, though that doesn't... Demolition Man. Dang. <laughs> Wesley Snipes and Sylvester Stallone. Three I saw it at the drive-in. Three, G. All right. Okay. I'm sorry I cut you off. Do you want to like finish no, your I explanation or do you no, mind me jumping okay. in? I like this. Okay. Okay. All right. The initial joke, which like many of the gags in this movie, is reworked so that so many times it eventually wears thin. It makes this actor the abnormal son of a black sharecropper family, the only child, for instance, for whom <laughs> tuna tab twinkles <laughs> constitute a favorite meal, finally on his birthday. The jerk. Aha. Nice. Tuna fish salad and on white bread with mayonnaise, a tab, and a couple of Twinkies. Here, baby. <laughs> oh, that was awesome. Five, okay, now, are you going to make this five out of five? I hope so. Okay. I feel like you're catering to me right now. I am. Because I want to make sure that this game is not so hard that people that are listening are like, oh, come on. Who would know that movie? Um, I've never claimed to be a film expert, so, you know, this is a fan-based show. But go for it. The show has a moody... It's a TV show. The show okay. has a moody, dark peak TV look and tone. And this actor is younger than Carrie Bradshaw, who has already an established writer and fashionista when Sex in the City began. But this actress arrives in New York at about the same age Carrie did in her backstory and the scenes she observes. One of the show's defining traits as a drama is that she's more of an observer than an actor. It's populated by Mr. Biggs, Toxic Bachelor's gay husband. Wait, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Wait. wait, did you just tell me the name of the title? No, I did not. No, I did not. She, I, I mean, but this actress arrives in New York City at about the same age Carrie did in her backstory, and the scene she observes, which is one of the show's defining traits of the drama, is that she's more of an observer than an actor, is populated by Mr. Biggs, Toxic Bachelor's gay husbands, Okay. This actress falls down the stairs at the restaurant like Carrie on the runway hospital road. You're throwing me off. It's not Sex in the City is what you're saying, right? Because you keep Sex saying Mr. City. Big. And yeah. He just says this show has a dark. It's like it's like Sex in the City. Okay. It's just the way that you said it kind of confused me. I'm not stalling for time either. I just I got a little fixated on. I was like, is he because he, you said Sex in the City. I'm like, did you not realize you said that? But okay. Um, wow. I don't know. Let me know, do it again. Let me try to get ready. Now. The yes, show please, has please. a yeah. moody, dark peak TV look and tone. And this actress is younger than Carrie Bradshaw, who was already an established writer and fashionista when Sex in the City began. 
But this actress arrives in New York City at about the same age Carrie did in her backstory, and the scene she observes is populated by Mr. Big's toxic factor gay husbands. This actress falls down the stairs at the restaurant like Carrie on the runway, hospitality roadkill. Wow, I think you. I think you're gonna win this one, dude. Um, when I say this actress, is the actress's name on the TV show? Okay, okay. So that's the thing. So it's not a show about an actress. No, or it, it is, is an a show with it. No, it's not a show about an actress. But the actress's name is on the in the article. Oh wow! Um, falling downstairs. The, remember. The, the the person in the show arrives in New York at about the same age Carrie did. Carrie from Second Right. I got no clue. You got me on that one. Sweet bitter. You fucking asshole. <laughs> no, because I was thinking once I said she, she can't, arrived. Gotta bring in up New old York, shit. I was like, when she arrived in New York the same way that Carrie did, I'm like, oh, that's it. He's going to get like, that's going to be the giveaway. Daggone it. It doesn't, it totally doesn't matter because I said I had no clue, but I swear on like anything you deem sacred that I, that was the first, I was like, he's, he's fucking with me with sweet bitter. But then I was like, no, no. And then I got confused when you were, no, <laughs> asshole, sweet that bitter. Was the he's last still giving one me shit. Because people. I was like, that's the most convoluted review I've ever heard. But I'm like, the problem is sex in the city. That's going to give him the answer. Because he's going to be like, oh, that's like a Sex in the City show now. This. Boom. And then when he said. I wouldn't said, liken that to Sex in the City, but. but I and know. when it said that this got actress that falls one. down the stairs at the restaurant, like Carrie. I was like, oh, great. At the restaurant. Great. Oh, it. yeah. That's right. That's right. Oh, I didn't even hear you say the restaurant. I, it got me very confused the way that you read that. But I'm not making excuses. You beat me on that one. And you beat me with freaking sweet bitter of all things. That's okay. Gee, that's you funny. got four out of that's five. That's funny, dude. That's four out of five. Oh, I'm okay. I'm not going to lose it. Yeah, I'm not losing sleep tonight over it or anything. I like I, your game, man. Bring I more. I can't believe You're the quiz you master. Got... It's been a minute. How did you do Demolition Man so quick? I no, not Demolition Man. that's the, the plot of the movie. The mask. Stanley Ipkiss. That's, that's just a name that's kind of an... It's kind of an uncommon name, though. Do you know what I mean? Ipkiss? I just watched a lot. I watched a ton of Jim Carrey back in the day. I think it's just... Like I said, it just... It stuck... But it's not like I can. I don't know. I don't know. It's just weird. I, I the shit quote, that we remember, right? I still quote when I, whenever I'm like, there's something going on, and it's like a party. I always say it's time to p a r t y because I got it every time. Yeah, I heard that about you. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> and no one knows what I'm, I'm talking playing, about. Man. Everybody's like, what? Like, what does that mean? Like, you've never seen that movie? And they have, but they don't remember do you that say quote. It? Do you say it with the delivery? Of course. Because like, I gotta. Because I gotta. And they're like, what? <laughs> I'm like, oh, you, you didn't see that movie? Like, yeah, I don't remember that. Movie. But anyway, before we get out of here, I then know you got to explain it. <laughs> Dan loves to do. That's always the worst. How you can get in touch with us. He loves this part. He loves doing this thing. So, Dan, give us the information. Ladies and gentlemen, if you want to get a hold of the Heroes of Noise, that's us. You can reach us at Heroes of Noise Podcast at gmail.com. 
you can hit us up at www.heroesofnoise.com. And there you can travel to the likes of Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that stuff. You can uh, patch in and start subscribing to the new show that's going to be out next week, which is the Word, the Unofficial Preacher co- the Sorry, the Word, the Unofficial Preacher Podcast. We're talking about season three, folks. I'm excited about this one. Come along. I think you'll have fun. It's, it's pretty much, it's like our show's kind of the same, but it's not. And I talk a whole hell of a lot more on this one for some reason. I don't know. Would you agree, Steve? I'm a little more vocal on uh, the word. I don't totally. know why that is. Maybe it's probably the breakdown. Probably because you're breaking down the breakdown whole show thing. second by second. Yes, that's probably what it is. Yeah, like like ad nauseum. But yes, please. This is going to be a really good season, guys. So check us out. I'm going out for surgery, you guys. I don't even know what, what's going to happen. So when I wake up and I'm like not high off of uh, you know anesthesia and everything, I'm going to jump on this microphone and we're going to try to get a show out to you guys really soon, okay? But the word is happening every week for the next 10 weeks. I hope you guys attend. And we're going to, I don't know what we're going to do with the heroes yet, guys. I don't know if we're going to do a show every week, if we're going to shorten it up and just bust out two shows because Steve and I are both very busy men. But we're going to make it work out because that's what we do. You have been listening to the Heroes of Noise. My name is Dan Ramirez. I'm going to turn it back to Steve Hudson. We love y'all like nobody's business thank you for chilling with us on this wonderful father's day and i am going i guess i'm going to be the last one y'all here nope we got to end it with the peace so i love y'all here's dan to give you the legendary p-e-a-c-e okay i guess i'm back so yeah guys uh, hello again for steve hudson my name is dan ramirez we equal the heroes of noise it's been good talking to you guys happy father's day we'll see you soon peace (laughs) 